Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 338, recorded on August 12th, 2021. On tonight's episode with special guest Seth, $2 hero Sturgill from the All In Podcast, we talk about the latest Indie World Showcase, the latest game releases, and is Nintendo afraid to be weird now that they're famous? We'll talk about that soon. Jesse, you know what to do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to Nintendo Dads, episode 338. It is August the 12th, 2021, and man, oh man, are we glad to be here with you and not out in the major heat wave that is melting much of the United States as we speak. Uh, I'm serious, y'all. Like, um, I went out to eat a popsicle today, tried, took a bite, fell off the stick immediately. <laughs> It sounds like that one would, of those poor kids who loses their ice cream and they got that they're showing off. Like I got, you know, three stack and then it falls off. Yeah, that's why you eat the kind <laughs> in the in the plastic sleeve, you know, that melts down yes. and leaves a little slurpy juice at the bottom. That's right. There you go. Yeah, that. And so, and, and if you're smart, you take your scissors and you cut it off at the top too, so you have a little smaller popsicle along with your big one. <laughs> pro yes. strats. That's right. That's right. Popsicle pro strategies. Tips. Follow me on Twitter for more pro tips uh, <laughs> like that. My facts. Uh, <laughs> well, joining me uh, on the show tonight is a bunch of guys who do know how to keep cool, uh, including one, Mr. Jesse Waldack. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Pretty good. Yeah, we earlier today it was uh, like almost ninety-five degrees, and then we had like two waves of storms go through, including one like twenty minutes ago, and uh, the temperature dropped like t- almost twenty-five degrees. It's, it's, it's I need that down, to come here. It's down to seventy. That's crazy. I need that to come here because you know when a big boy starts sweating, it just get, it like once a freight Reach. train's rolling, it's hard to stop. It's hard to Reach. stop. Testify. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not. It's not pretty. Uh, but I'll tell you what is pretty. Tim off all the way from up north by the uh, Motor City. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, and I'm impressed at all the beards we have today. You know, on the yes. show, we, all these yes. beards. And, you this know, this is a full beard show. Full, full beards show, and you know, it's got. You know, this is where it is. What's more impressive to me, Tim, than that is the fact that. Where I'm sitting here and looking at Seth, it looks like, uh, and our our listening audience can't get this effect. I'm sorry because it's magnificent. It looks like his beard has slung back over his shoulder uh, for portability. Yeah, it's I love true. it. That's how magnificent it is. No, no, can, I, can I tell you full disclosure? I can't make this stuff up. There's a guy that's a friend of our family, and his beard is it, it is to his waist. It's to his navel. And oh, when wow. he goes in places, and this is, old, I mean, he's an older guy, he's an older gentleman, balding, but has this really huge beard. He used to be a nasty dude. I mean, just bad. You didn't mess with him. Uh, when he comes to church, when he goes somewhere where he has to be formal, he wears a button-up shirt, he takes his beard, he tucks it in the neckline of his shirt. <laughs> oh, so man. it's just right here, but then, it's like wow. his, uh, what it's do they like, call those scarves his, that people have on their, an in their suits? Yes, an ascot. beard scarf. Yes. Beard Scott. Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of Beard Scott's, joining us on the episode uh, this evening from the All In and the Keaton Nintendo Weird podcast is Seth Sturgill. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I am awesome. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. It's an honor, like an actual honor. I've, you know, like I've had both you, Marty and Tim on the show. I still got to get Je- uh, Jesse and Justin to complete the Pokedex, uh, but... <laughs> 
uh man i i've told you guys this this show is like a huge inspiration to me so it's an honor to be here so stoked it was really cool to be on your show when i was there uh just uh had a blast and you guys if you've not listened to all in or keep nintendo weird you definitely need to go check that out also i think over on keep nintendo weird we recently dan from retro logic was on oh yeah uh and i mean hey that's brand synergy Right here. Yeah, right. we've had we're Dan, about, we've had Tim. We're all yeah. about that uh, that brand yeah. synergy. Yeah. And you're not the only one. You're not. The, you're not the first guest to mention a dad Dex. <laughs> I know. Andros beat me to it. <laughs> Feeling like that's our next. That's our next shirt that will eventually get taken down about three months after we put it up. Uh, uh, is the dad Dex? Uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk a little more about shirts later on in the show. But for now, guys. How about we get straight into the news, shall we? Do it. And everybody are... I'm sorry, Tim. I was going to cut you off with my usual spiel. No, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just saying. I think I was channeling Justin there, just saying, do it. I, I was going to so, say, we're, I yeah. was, I was waiting on that. You were just a little, <laughs> maybe a little late. I don't know. Anyway, uh, guys, our show is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at Patreon.com. Backslash Nintendo Dads, where over a hundred of you uh, fritter your money away every month by paying us for content. Uh, <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think the phrase is helping us create the greatest Nintendo community on the planet, uh, or at least we're trying. And so, guys, that's, we. That's a lot of hyphens if that's just one word. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, they, pay, would, they are paying us to keep the, the Discord exclusive. That's what they're doing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, it's you can VIP. get in the Discord with us. You can hang out over there. You can play Monthly Mayhem, which is Mario Golf right now. Uh, and uh, the top 16 of that is quickly approaching, which I am not going to be in because I am I. 30th uh, right now. Jesse, you're doing better than I am. Uh, I, I, so I think they said out of all of the four, the four of us. I am the one the highest ranked, but yeah, yeah. I, I was like twenty fifth. I think I'm up to twenty second now. You've actually been able to get not, up, but that's not because I've been improving. I mean, I think it's because they've been losing some people from playing, so they're getting more zeros every week. <laughs> I, I, you you are the only one. Like as far as I know, on this show at present, you're the only person that I know personally that's gotten a hole in one uh, on on Mario Golf. I'm not, I'm not I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, um, obviously, I wasn't aiming for it. it was, that was just a lucky <laughs> try. Yeah, I saw your video. You were like, yep, well, I guess that happened. Uh, <laughs> but you know what else can happen is you can become a patron of the show by heading over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and uh, jumping in at $1, $5, $10, $30 a month. Uh, and uh, joining in, you get all kinds of perks. And $10 and up gets pre- and post-show audio that nobody else gets to hear. $5 gets access to the full slate of Discord channels, and $1 just gets you in the door. And however you want to back us, we love it, and we so appreciate you. And, hey, there's even a yearly billing option that saves you a month uh, if you sign up and pay by the year. Uh, and we actually are okay with that. Some yep. people don't like that, but, hey, if you want to pay us by the year, we will be glad to give you. Yeah, if the latest like subscribers the option, have been that. Yeah, If we didn't like the option, we wouldn't have turned it on. Right. That's right. So. <laughs> That's right. It seems like everybody who's lately been subscribing has uh, picked that option. Yeah, they to will. Do the yearly. It, it's easy. You set it yeah. and it's done. Right. Uh, well, guys, it? set yes. it and forget it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of setting it, forgetting it, some people may have forgot this week's 
Indie World Showcase at 11 a.m. Uh, yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. bringing us a whole bevy of brand new, really, really out of anyone that I think Nintendo has done in recent memory. This one was pretty much all new, uh, real, uh, and reveals for indies on Switch. Uh, 11 new games, four new games, uh, or actually, let me, let's run it down here. 11 new games not released, four new games that have already been released, three previously announced games that were released on day and date, and one previously announced game that got a release date for a total of, if I'm doing my math right, 19 brand new games. Um, I was thinking about this today, guys. We are kind of in five years in with Switch. Uh, we are kind of in a uh, embarrassment of riches time with oh, Nintendo yeah. Switch. Uh, there's so much to play, and there's a ton coming out, and that's not even counting the ability to go back and play some fantastic first-party games via the NES and SNES app. Uh, there's some good third parties there, too, but not a, a whole lot. Uh, a lot of, you know, peacekeepers, I'm looking at you. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, like I, uh, I, I, I bought the Ace, the Ace Attorney game that haven't had a chance to play it yet. I me have either. two Pit Cross games that I haven't had a chance to play yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's just a ton of stuff out. It's, but, it's uh, starting. It's coming. Um, it's starting. <laughs> yeah. We are, um, we're just adding to the fire here. So uh, what I wanted to do, guys, is just kind of dive in here. Uh, obviously, probably a lot of our audience has already watched this Indie World Showcase or at least even seen tweets about it at this point. Um, I just wanted to jump in and say, uh, what are the games that just made you go, wow? Or, man, I'm so excited this is coming to Switch. Uh, Seth, we're going to start with you. You're the guest on the show this week. So what wowed you about the Indie Showcase? Guys, the, when this thing introed with Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, that made me freak out. Um, because we've known about this game for a little while, right? Like, it, we, we only knew about it on, like, PC, Team Reptile. These are, like, the Lethal League guys. And essentially I've never heard this of this game, game. This was new to me. It's it's essentially a new Jet Set Radio game. Yeah, like it, it looks perfect, and like my goodness, like Jet Set Radio Future on original Xbox is like one of my top ten favorite games of all time, and just everything from this game, from like the way the characters dance, like the janky dance animations, to like the the music by Hideki Naganuma, like everything is pitch perfect. I could not be happier that this is coming to switch. This is kind of like said, like when I saw this, I was like, it it almost reminded me of Sonic mania. It's like, well, if Sega's not going to do it, I guess we, you know, it's like Thanos. I'll do it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We see that a lot. Mecha dragon here in the chat makes a really great point. That game is as much of jet set radio as bug fables is to paper Mario. Perfect comparison. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's basically that, right? It's like, Hey, you know, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it myself. If Sega's not going to make a new jet set radio team reptile will. And it it just, it looks perfect, man. That was the big one. Like that made me freak out and to to open with the game like that. Oh, like, I know it's not coming out until next year, but I'm, I'm so excited. And then Tetris right. Effect. And can like, we and can we talk about the fact it's a, it's a time console exclusive? Yes. That's a huge, huge score deal. for Nintendo. Huge uh, deal. It's a huge deal. Uh, and, and really, 
Uh, I heard somebody, and it may have been uh, John Blanco from Dads After Dark, say this on on Twitter that this is this is how Nintendo keeps up with Game Pass mm. timed console exclusives. It's a good point. Yeah, it's interesting. Game Pass is really a an interesting um, beast, right? Because like they their model over there is so attractive, and it's kind of I think. Uh, somebody was talking on Twitter recently, like all these games that have come out that are like day and date on Game Pass. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it makes it hard to like pick that stuff up on Switch, right? So having that time console exclusivity is a big deal for sure. So what, what was like, the other game you think... just mentioned? Go ahead, uh, Jesse, Tetris I'm Effect. Sorry. Or no, go Jesse, ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay, that's what I said. Uh, I don't think it was announced last year, but Hades is is was also console. So, short-term console exclusive and everybody as, bought that yeah. and it, it, it lands on xbox and playstation tomorrow mm-hmm. oh okay so we, it's it's just going to get even more money and and awards yeah now absolutely uh tetris effect yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's the big one for me have I, you uh, played have you played it before yes i uh, i played it on playstation 4 when it first came out and that mm-hmm. is in my opinion, anyway, the best version of Tetris. That's the v- like, you played it in VR then, right? No, I didn't play it in VR. Unfortunately, okay, I would have loved to. I just played it in standard. Um, but like the visuals and the music, and like weirdly, that game's got a story. Believe it or not, like mm-hmm. a little bit of a story to it, and like it'll make you emotional. Like if you are really kind of like into it, you might get a little bit choked up playing a Tetris game. Like I, I love it. Did, did have you ever played Luminous? Yes, I love. Luminous. I felt like this was kind of like somebody said, "Let's take Luminous and Tetris and just mash them together." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like the- and I loved the way that, like, if you've never played Tetris Effect, it is very, it's it's very much a full package. Mm-hmm. And what what I mean by that is is it's Tetris. It's a game that you play. And it's music and visuals that you experience that change with the way that you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. like a song starts out and you've got, uh, you know, it's it's very chill or whatever. It's just like a beat in the background. But then like you're making lines and you're clearing stuff and then stuff's lighting and lighting up and the background's moving and then the lyrics hit. And it's ah. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. Yes. And it's just like when all that stuff hits at once, man, it's, it's, oh, yeah. I must be playing it wrong because I tried it on Xbox and the fact that the pieces don't have different colors, which is what I'm used to, made mm. it hard for me to play it. And I can see that. You know, while I am focused on the puzzle, I, I don't hear anything. I don't see anything yeah. else. So can, it can might I, be amusing. It might, might be great for anyone else watching me play. Can I ask but, if anybody else saw the the classic nes theme in that trailer yeah because they have the connected part of tetris effect and i am super excited about that especially if it brings back like if it's a full package nes music sound effects i'm in yeah i will i will pay whatever they they ask for this game yeah that that game for me is just like such a just sensory like it's a sensory treat like having I, I just can't wait to be playing that on like my switch oled with this beautiful screen <laughs> with like hd rumble like it's just going to be amazing i i love well, that th- it's so great much. that it comes out day and date with metroid dread and the oled that so was, it can be quickly yeah. forgotten 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. by everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind like of an unfortunate Metro thing. Dreader, you can buy the new Tet. You can buy a, a, a four year old Tetris game. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I get both. I'm gonna get yeah, both. Yeah, I'm gonna get I, both too. But I like that as cross. Uh, you know what is it? A cross platform or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, you can play against those other people who've had it. So might not want to because they've had it for a while. <laughs> but <Right>. you know. <laughs> still cool that you can you know play against other people on their platform so yeah absolutely seth anything else stick out for you during this there are, i mean there are a few other things i mean like uh i've never played loop hero marty i know you're huge on loop hero um so i'm i'm excited when about that. oh they could have just shut the stream down when this came out <laughs> i was like forget it Game as soon as stream, I saw that done. i was like marty's gonna be done. jumping up and down yeah. I, <laughs> y'all Y'all, if you've not played Loop Hero, the I only thing that, the only thing that made me <laughs> sad was I was like, I'm sitting there, and like I could tell you this, my son, he can vouch for this. I'm sitting there, and I'm going out today, out today, out right? Today, and it's yeah. out today, and it's out holiday 2021. <laughs> Did you ever beat that first level? Because I sure as hell didn't. No, no, I have not. <laughs> but here's the thing: I've not like I just have it on my computer here at the office. And so I've played it, I've I've played it maybe three or four times, but I've played it like in that three or four times, multiple hours. Like I can't, I can't stop playing it. For me, I dabbled with it a little bit and I was like, oh, this would be so great on the switch. And then I dabbled a little more and then I was like, you know what? I bet you this comes out for the switch. I'm just going to wait. (laughs) Mecha Dragon in the chat is saying he's going to need a review because it doesn't look exciting. Here's what they did not show you. In there, uh, like I don't, I don't feel like they did. They 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 explained it well, because what you're doing is yes, that little dude's going around in a circle, but it you can you can pause him, and as you defeat enemies, which the battles happen automatically, like you're walking around, and when you run into a slime, like you automatically go into a battle, and they fight back and forth. Well, when the slime loses, you get all these tiles. And those tiles can be placed around the loop. And the way that you place them triggers different things to happen. Like it can bring out new enemies or it can give you bonuses or make you stronger. And there's, and there, like the whole time, there's, um, there's loot that you can equip and you're constantly managing that and going around in a loop, you know. And so, yes, it's, it does look just like a little stick figure walking around in a loop, but there's a story. There's base management. There's there's so much deeper than just dude walking around yeah, in the loop. Yeah, you're you're not controlling the guy moving around, but you're doing everything else. Yeah, and on top <laughs> you're of that, constructing the world around you. I, like the the music in this game is so atmospheric that like, like it just draws you in. Um, you can as a roguelite lover. I can lose hours to those games. This is one that I I'm, I know is going to like shoot up my list on Switch. Is Loop Hero? I y'all and and honestly too, Devolver is one of those companies that I trust every single one of their releases. They they you know they're, they're like an old Vanilla Ice lyric. You know, you better hit bullseye. <laughs> the kid don't play. You know. <laughs> Because they don't, they don't. Every game that comes out, they are on point. 
And so if the, if Devolvers bring out Loop, Loop Hero, done. Day one, pre-order it. Give me the pre-order option. I will sit up to midnight and play it when it comes out. Done. Yeah. Can't I can't wait. wait. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. I Like Tim, I, I have specifically been waiting on the Switch version because it's like I knew it was going to come to Switch eventually. It had to. It absolutely had to. So I, I have you know, a, And I you know have who abstained. I can thank? You know who we mm. can thank for my enthusiasm about Loop Hero? Zach Ryan. When oh, he was okay. on the show, when he was still with IGN, he right. he sang its praises. And he, I'm like, dude, this, this game looks dumb. And then I watched some videos, <laughs> and, I, and I found out, I was like, okay, I got to play it. I got to play it. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I remember I tried it first, said, yeah, I think this is a game he would like. I don't like it, but he would. Right. And he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything else, man, stick out to you? Uh, there, there is some other stuff, but um, but yeah, I mean, those were the big ones for me, for sure. Those were the main takeaways. Yeah, just awesome. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, just, yeah, that, that set me on the right path there. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Jesse, you, you in, in the pre-show, you said that you usually have a list of, of nothing. Uh, you held up a blank sheet of paper. Uh, for our listeners here, you can see, I'm, I mean, I made a post-it note. It's it's double column. Uh, this is, I'm like, yeah, I'm buying that, buying that, buying that, buying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has my wallet crying. Do you are are there any of these games that stuck out to you, Mister Waldeck? Uh, you know, well, Boyfriend Dungeon is a game that kind of had. I was curious about from the first time it was brought up, um, since it is. Also on Game Pass, I've been playing it there, but I'll talk more about that later. Uh, Garden Story has also has me interested, and that one is another timed console exclusive that was released yesterday. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but I'm probably going to. Uh, depending on, you know, if I if I buy it, I'll play it right away. If I otherwise, I'm going to de- go into my backlog that I uh, mentioned earlier as well. Um, see. Things that I like didn't even know we wanted, uh, like Slime Ranger. Yeah, Slime Rancher. That's a Rancher. huge deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've heard of the franchise, but didn't had no idea that that was coming to the Switch, or even if it was still a thing. <laughs> Lumberjack was just a funny name. <laughs> oh, that game looks. That's on the list. That's on my list. Um. I see. I think that's really all. I know. And someone in the chat mentioned uh, Axiom Verge two just because they weren't expecting that to be shadow dropped. But you know, that's that's another game where I I played the original but really didn't dig it for some reason. Especially when I got to the point when uh, you got the glitch gun, which is a a supposedly that's when the game really starts. That's when I like I this is going this is more than I want right now. So I didn't play it beyond that. All right. And then, then Metal Slug Tactics looks nice. I I heard yes. that they, because everything's isometric, they couldn't reuse any previous assets. They had to redraw and reanimate everything. And from it looks like they did a good job. You know, it looks like what the original game would look like if it was tweaked forty five degrees. But. <laughs> Again, not not a game for me, but it still looks nice. That, that's that's all that jumped out at me. Jesse, I have to say, I, I was much more hyped about the possibility of um, Metal Metal Slug Tactics coming to the Switch 
before they announced advanced wars. Yeah, and there was right. there was there was a window there that they really could have capitalized on, and they that's didn't a great do it. point. Yep, and like because you know I thought well this can just be the stand-in for advanced wars, right? But they didn't. It's now you got advanced wars. Well, now we've got both. Why not both? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So we could just yeah. we can have it all. Uh, Tim, what stuck out to you uh, from this indie world? So, of course, you know, Marty, you and I are both Metroid, you know, 2D fans, right? Mm -hmm. So we're Axiom Verge fans. So when Axiom Verge 2 dropped, not only that it was there, but also that it dropped for today or, Mm -hmm. you know, during the thing that we could download it that day, that was stuck out to me a lot. It was like because I had heard a rumor I didn't hear the other rumor until after after the show was done. But the one rumor I did hear about a week or two ago that was that uh, he was still working on things and it was going to sound like it was going to be a while, you know, probably closer to the holidays, you know, into the holidays, you know. So when it dropped and said it was launching today, you know, during the showcase, I, that was exciting for me. And then uh, I agree with all the games you guys were mentioning, by the way, too. So. Uh, those things stuck to me. But the other one that stuck out to me, because uh, if you've heard me talk about it before, I spent hours playing SimCity on the uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. So any games that kind of hint at it's like that, like this game Islanders, then I'm willing to try. So when I saw that uh, Islanders coming out, I wanted, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting that one. <laughs> and it's what, I think it was only five bucks for that game. It's cheap. Too, so. Five bucks. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm all in on that one. So have you no played it yet? <laughs> I have not had a chance to play, play so yet. I'll, I'm going to talk about it. Cause I bought it too. I'm going to talk about when we get to what we've been playing. Okay. And Tim it's, it, it it's legit. So all right. I'm excited. Nice. I can't wait. I'll just say that. So there's that one. And then of course, uh, I found I had to look into more of Boyfriend Dungeon because looking at the game um, looks pretty interesting to me. The play, the, the mechanics of it and what they were showing, it looked like it would be a fun game to play. Um, but I was I wanted to know more about it. So when I researched it, I found out that you can actually play it without being uh, looking for a relationship. You can look for platonic mm. relationships. So, And I also found out that what really piqued my interest there when I was looking it up is that one of the things you can pick is a cat, or I guess the weapon is uh, uh, brass knuckles, which becomes a cat. <laughs> and I was like, I want to play this game. <laughs> so, Sold. and then, you know, cause I was wondering, I was like, okay, if you pick the brass knuckles and a cat, how do you get a really, I mean, I guess, how does that play out? Like you're not trying to play a relationship to, you know, as you think of boyfriend relationships. So I was trying to think of what were they doing for that? So, but, you know, that's platonic and, you know, it's a pet. So then you're trying to, you know, win, win its affections, I guess. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I'll probably, I have that on my wish list. I didn't download that one, but I got that one on there. And of course, uh, another one is the Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon because it, it look, does look different. Yes. It was coming to mobile. But is this, uh, not, is this not Shovel Knight Dig? It's not Shovel the Dig. Knight different, dig not- different. Because Shovel Knight Dig in this looks super close. I don't think it was supposed to be the Dig game. I don't think so. No, this no was, I think this... it's a different game. They might be sharing assets, but it, uh, okay. But it, it is it is a different game. Okay, because is is Shovel Knight Dig not a Shovel Knight puzzle game? Maybe it's... it is Dig. I don't know, but 
It just because like you heard about dig and it was like nope, we're now it's fine. Like maybe it is. May I, I maybe I didn't connect the two or anything I, like that. Dig's a puzzle game, I think, but I think Dig's more like um it's more similar to like a Mr. Driller or something okay. like that. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. It's yeah. just that like yeah. well, okay. I was gonna say this. This game looks awful. Yep. <laughs> Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon <laughs> looks it looks god awful. Like like she's there and she's like, we're so happy to announce Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. <laughs> I'm like, just freaking announce Shovel Knight 2 and be done with it. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, but yeah. this Pocket Dungeon looks like it'll be fun. Uh, we've all played awful looking games before that were fun. So this has the potential of can being I, fun. Can I tell you why I think it looks awful? Because the gameplay looks so familiar to Wario's Woods, and that is an absolute garbage puzzle game. <laughs> it is a dumpster Somebody fire. was a fan and decided oh to make a similar game. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Oh, but that that one looked like it would be fun to try. So, and if it's <laughs> if it's based on mobile, maybe it's free to start or try. I don't know. We'll see. Or free to play. If it's free to play, I might I, I, I might you know like download the demo. <laughs> in, yeah. in my future game list, I had Shovel Knight Dig. Originally, we first heard about it almost two years ago. You know, late August of 2019, updated in February of 2020 to be 2021. And that's the last we heard of it. I'm calling that this is, this is Shovel Knight Dig. This, it, it is, it's morphed, it's changed. They, they're like, <laughs> the same people who said, you know what people want? They want a Shovel Knight fighting game. <laughs> These are the same people. You know what people they definitely want? want to do a lot of different things with Shovel Knight. That's for sure. Well, um, she even said, she did yeah. she not say it's like now it's become its own franchise yeah I, I would like to see them take shovel knight in like a different direction like um you know because shovel knight was really like a love letter to nes i would like to see them do that but like a super shovel knight you know or kind of just the next thing the, the natural progression cyber shadow was a great departure for them yes i just yes. feel like it probably didn't get the the like the the love it was it needed to get Mm-hmm. I'm, at, I'm at the Yacht Club Games website, and they list Shovel Knight Dig and Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon as two separate games. Wow. I think they are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Well, for me, I can't believe none of you guys mentioned Tolan, which was the second oh, yeah, uh, game that was shown off right after. Uh, <laughs> they took it from Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, like hip-hop stuff to like lo-fi beats we and left that for you, Marty. It was uh, left for just you know, for you. <laughs> a, stick, a stick guy running around with his camera taking pictures of ducks. I want this game right now. Mm-hmm. I look I like y'all. You don't even know. Most afternoons here in my office, it's lo-fi beats and afternoon coffee. Uh, oh, yeah. Chill out. So I am all about some lo-fi stuff. And when they said that, I was like, bang. I was already sold on it. Love the art style. I don't even know what's going on in the game. Actually, I, f- I forgot what that was. I saw because I didn't take notes about what the games what were were. When when they showed that, I'm like, that looks like West the what was that that stick figure West of West Loathing. Game. West, West of, of Loathing. Is it, like, West, that's is it a, West of Loathing? Yeah, I think yeah, so. that's the name of it. That's the name of it. Yeah, I check. It's not the same developer. That's what I was looking for. So this is not the not the same, but it reminded me of it. The black and white style, yeah. This, yeah, this the one looks stick, cool. stick figure spaghetti western RPG. But, and like, uh, I, I, I already tried that. Pokemon Snap and I really didn't dig that. So 
Well, we'll we'll see when this releases. But see, this doesn't look like it's on rails. It doesn't look like like, it looks like there's a story. So uh, that one, of course, we've already talked about Loop Hero. Uh, I I, I have a bone to pick with 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 Tim and Jesse and Justin and other listeners of the show. Seth, you're you're out of this. All right, so you're you're spared my wrath for a minute. Okay, great. (laughs) And I tweeted about this right before the show tonight. How in the world? Like, why did nobody tell me about the game Far Lone Sales? Mm. Why did nobody tell me about this game? I didn't know about it. I I didn't (laughs) know about it either. Yeah, I didn't know about this game. They said it's the second game, and I was like, "Well, did the first one even come out on Switch?" We asked the same thing. It it was like it's 2018. It it came out, guys. I didn't know about it either. Can I tell you something? (laughs) Go and get it. I've I bought it today. I've been playing far loan sales and it is, I'm not, I'll wait. But when I saw that game, uh, the, the changing tides game, I was like, man, I've got, I'm on, I want this, but I, I want to play the first story too. I can't believe I missed it. Uh, like, yeah, I, I just, went over everyone's heads. I've and, never and Jesse, heard of it. Jesse, I want to say this for somebody who likes, uh, games that are like, because I know you've mentioned Portal, and then there was that other one that came out on Switch a few months ago or about a year ago. There was some kind of experiment, but it was a physical puzzle game, like as a first-person shooter almost. I can't even remember the name of it. But this game's yeah. like it's it's like a physical puzzle game and like a, a like one of those puzzle boxes. Because there's different things that you've got to do to the environment, and even like down to they don't sh- they didn't even really show you this in the in the 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 far changing tides uh, you know footage that you have to go inside the ship and you have to make it run and you have to repair it and you have to keep it from catching on fire and you have to vent the steam and you have to do all this other stuff to just keep it going, pick up fuel, make sure it gets refueled. It's ah. ah. It, it's just it's great and it's it's so like you know those games it's kind of like um journey on for playstation where yeah, like sure. the story is the game that's what this is like there's no speech there's no indication of what's going on were you thinking uh, of Turing test maybe maybe that was the one i think gary was playing before he left uh, no it? this was another maybe there was one another there was another one too uh, another, another game that stuck yeah, out. I remember playing a Turing Test, and there was. I also played like two escape room like games. Yeah, I think so, there were. Yeah, like an escape room type game. Uh, another one that stuck out to me uh, is, and y'all, y'all may laugh at this, but Gang Beast is finally coming to the Switch. I'm so excited about this because there was some Jelly Boy game or Jelly Jelly Fighter game that came out a few months ago on Switch, and I bought it because, like, my son's got it on PS4. He's got Gang Beasts, and I was like, hey, we can play this on the road. And it was god-awful. It was <laughs> it, it may be the worst video game I've ever played in my entire life. Man. Uh, it just was not – it wasn't even done. But Gang Beasts is coming. I felt like this, this needed to be on Switch for a long time. This is one of the best couch co-op party games because – like, you know, your friends that maybe aren't into video games, but they just like, they'll pick up a controller and mash buttons. That's Gang Beast. 
Yeah. My little anybody can play win. It. Anybody can anybody can play. Uh, you can make all kinds of crazy combinations for for your uh, costumes and stuff. I can't wait until this comes out. This reminds me of Human Fall Flat. Yes, and I, and I yes. cannot stand that game. <laughs> Not stand it. Maybe it's just because of how Sammy plays it uh, and how everybody else plays it. Because whenever I go in there, and he gets frustrated with the game too, but. The, the controls for the floppiness just are infuriate me for some reason. <laughs> just like they're, yeah, so there's they're a lot flapping of, around and you're trying to grab stuff. And you're like, hey, at, at the risk of ah! inciting, you know, at the risk of inciting all the folks in our chat, there is a lot of floppiness in this game. Um, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't always work like you want it to, but it's funny. Uh, and yeah, they so can be funny. Yes. Being, being pretty good. Uh, and so those are the ones that, that stuck out to me. Um, I can't wait. I, I think uh, if you guys had to give this a uh, a grade, like on you know just a school grade A through F, um, where would you guys throw this? I'm a, I'm gonna say an A. I think it's one of the best indie presentations they've ever had. It was really good. Um, I'd probably give it like a B plus. the The only thing that was weird to me about it is that like. There, there were a lot of new games, I think, for a lot of people. But if, if they're, you know, like we cover a lot of indie games and, and we see a lot of this stuff. So a lot of it was kind of known quantity stuff for us. Great to see that it's coming to the Switch. You know, a great communication of like, hey, you know, the, this stuff that you've been looking forward to for a long time it is coming, you know, and, and in a lot of cases, it's either out today or it's like uh, timed exclusive or whatever cool to see games like eastward i was shocked we ended up hearing about spelunky later but i was shocked that wasn't in there i was shocked bastion wasn't in there or not bastion sorry um braid wasn't in there like there there are a couple little head scratchers in there i was like why why do we not have updates on these games yet um but no it was it was great though i mean i don't want to take anything away from it. it was a great indie world um had you know a lot of great announcements and happy to see a lot of the stuff coming to switch for sure yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jesse, what about you? What, I'd probably say, grade here? I'd probably say a B. You know, there wasn't a lot that I was interested in, but I understand what is there other people are interested in. And it's more of my taste as opposed to the games coming out. Sure. So I don't really put too much, I don't blame them too much. But again, you know, there's normally about two or three games that I think I'd like, and I that was hit so it was kind of an average but yeah i'd say around b total awesome tim um i think i'm going to i think i'm going to go with a b plus as well um it's because of how all around it was and maybe not an a because for me personally it, it didn't hit all those things Probably if it, they had released one of the games I was looking for, which is the Dangerous Driving 2 that they announced before the pandemic happened last year uh, that was coming to the Switch, but for some reason has fallen off the radar, probably because they're still working on it or whatever. But uh, it was supposed to come out in the holiday of 2020, obviously delayed probably because of the pandemic or whatever, but I'm surprised I haven't heard about it yet since you know um so i thought that the dangerous by the way dangerous driving to the dangerous driving games are from a lot of the people who built the burnout games so that's mm. why i'm super excited for the dangerous driving 2 yeah. game is because they 
a lot of those people were the who developed the burnout games are behind this game. Mm. So uh, that's why I'm excited for that one. If that was there, I'd probably be like, yeah, A plus or something like that. But um, and the other thing too, I'm surprised none of us called out their one more thing game, Eastward. Eastward, yeah. So, uh, which which I thought was interesting. I mean, it it looks like a cool game, but I like Justin said during his uh, reaction to the to the showcase. He was like, I don't know if I'd count that as a one more thing game. So, yeah, but a lot of times I think Nintendo may be s- stuck with certain things because obviously they're not developing these games. They're they're going on what these developers are telling them. Hey, we got these games. We're going to be bringing them out or can bring them out, you know, during your direct or whatever or your showcase. And then uh, and then they go from there. So I think so, Axiom Verge would have been the better one more thing. Yeah, yeah me too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely would have been. For, but uh, again, we all have our different tastes, right? So, like for example, Seth, you had uh, your top one was the Bomb Rush Cyberpunk game, right? Mm-hmm. You were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is great that this game is." I I remember seeing something about this before, but completely forgot about it. And when it came up, you know, I, and a lot of people in the chat were saying the same thing about it being like Jet Set Radio type of game. That's what I thought of. And obviously we're saying like if, if the sequel to a game we love doesn't come out by that developer, we depend on the indies to do it for us. So do it myself. Yeah. But again, th- uh, those games we weren't in the loop on, so we didn't know they were coming. Mm-hmm. So, um, but definitely. And I, and I think because maybe Loop Hero's coming, maybe that's why Marty gave it an A because <laughs> Loop Hero's coming. Well, Plus I mean, the many other things. Between, so. between Loop Hero and, uh, I really can't believe you guys didn't mention Hundred Days Winemaking Simulator. Uh, I mean, my gosh, game of the show. Uh, but, I forgot but I about that, <laughs> Tim. Your, your mention of Eastward. I think Nintendo uh, thinks that they're appeasing the uh, Earthbound fans with that one. And maybe uh, they are. Okay. Maybe because they are. if you look, cool. if you look at the uh, the like, if you go back and look at um, some of the the screenshots. From that, the dialogue boxes look exactly like Earthbound and Mother. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's got a lot of that quirkiness. And so I think that that's why they think, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, that makes sense. And, and honestly, Mecca calls us out. Uh, he says, I'm shocked that the game that, that was a one more thing a few directs ago and it suddenly randomly was dropped like, oh, you can go get this game now, you know. Uh, like Axiom Verge was the one more thing that you know a few a few indie worlds ago. It's like, okay, oh yeah, yeah, it's in development, yeah. you know. And now it's like, man, eh, it's just in the middle. It's out. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, originally announced December of 2019. I, I really think that uh, one of the things wow. that they need to hear <laughs> from from people is that those one more thing announcements really carry a lot more weight if it's a, oh, and you can go get it right now. Yeah, uh, sure. It learned from Into the Breach. Into the Breach was a was a one more thing, and people downloaded it by the you know hundreds because it was like yeah, so awesome. Uh, and I mean, like Zach Erickson loved it. He was singing his praise. I love that game at that yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who do, but it was a one more thing, and it was so exciting that you could go get it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you can pre-order Eastward now, right? Yeah, yes, pre-order. Yes, you can. And it's close. It's close. <laughs> right. It's September, and maybe they were shooting for a right now, and it Possibly. needed some more time. 
And maybe but, maybe because it's a time council exclusive too, that's another reason why it's a one more thing because they sure. have it locked down for you know a specific yeah, amount of time. Absolutely. Um well guys, that's our uh, thoughts on the indie world direct, but we're not done talking about games. Uh there have been plenty of game release updates this week, as well as brand new releases that kind of have a couple of us scratching our head as to why they weren't in the indie. Uh, world as well. And so let's uh, throw some of these around today. Uh, Art of Rally released for Nintendo Switch as well as for Xbox. Uh, and this is a um, 2D isometric um, rally racing game. Uh, I bought this game. I saw, I know Tim bought it. Uh, I'll give you my impressions a little bit later on in the show. I, I didn't have much time with it, got to fool around with it a little bit, but uh, I love this game because it looks gorgeous. Uh, it, it just has this really quirky, boxy style. I mean, even the people in it are like little sticks with like a colored body and a flesh-colored head. And then like the cows are more detailed than people. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> it's just it's like the like the reminded way it, like you described it and the way um, Adam Leonard described it on his show. It reminds like the games in like the two thousands. Where they would have a map and they would just have like this pin like thing. It's like an, like an arrow pointing down. It looks like a base. Yes. And, like the people. Like adventure. Remind, it sounds <laughs> like just the pins that you'd put on a map. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, like it drops you into a tutorial kind of thing at the very beginning where it's like you get a free roam area where rally races are going to be held later. And so you can free roam around there and find collectibles and stuff to unlock stuff i guess but I, I spent like a ton of time going around and finding all of those collectibles uh in the very beginning it's like cassette tapes and picture uh, photo ops which are kind of lame uh, uh you can find a van and then you spell the word rally uh and so, so here you I go say, here you go hmm? art of rally is a stylized experience inspired by the golden era of rally from the creator of absolute drift Yep. Race across the world through colorful and stylized environments and top-down view. Compete for first place in the leaderboards with daily and weekly challenges. And I think there's also photo opportunities too, which are, uh, Adam mentioned when he one of the reasons why he loved this game is the photo abilities too. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't unlocked that, but um, the think when you when you think about the way this game looks and even also the way it controls, think RC Pro Am. Mm, All right. Nice. So it's like you're kind of looking down on it from an angle. And right. Yeah. So but it's not like full out racing because this is rally racing. So there's a lot of tight turns down really narrow roads. There's hazards and trees and stuff you can run into. But I, I thought it was pretty fun. I, I really enjoy the visuals. But that's out today. Uh, the price is a little steep. It's twenty five bucks uh, mm. on, on Switch. I'm sure it is. Oh, I'm sure it's free on Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> of course, everything is right. Everything. I can't believe that wasn't in the direct, man. I really can't. Yeah. So what? What? Everything's free on Game Pass. Don't buy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also announced uh, this week, Spelunky and Spelunky Two dropping the yes. same day uh, on August twenty sixth. Um, why buy Spelunky One if you can get Spelunky Two the same day? You know, I think this is a big misstep. I, I, I think that like. A month ahead of time, Spelunky, and then Spelunky 2. 
it's a little weird i uh so i love level up splunky and like that game is really special um to to my wife and i specifically that's like my wife's favorite game of all time um the the creator of the game derek you actually drew my wife like in the game's art oh, wow. style we have it framed in our house like we love spelunky um and uh the the games are very different though like th- they really are splunky one and two i think are different enough to justify buying them both it is a bit weird it would have been nice if they released the first one even just like a week or two ahead or something like that but um but they are quite different um i think they're different enough to justify purchasing both so okay uh, but i love those games awesome awesome uh also want to throw out here super monkey ball banana mania digital deluxe edition was announced with some of the most bizarre extras (laughs) that i've ever heard of in my life not really this is the third time sega's done this so you kind of should have expected it we'll come back to that i I want (laughs) to this is a bundle that contains the the actual game which is going to be 39.99 when it releases, but it also gets the classic soundtrack, which is tracks from the original game, a customization pack, uh, which is 10 items to customize your character, and two, uh, which is two hats, four shirts, two pairs of sneakers, and two skins. And then here's, I'm going to skip one and I'm going to come back. All right. Classic <laughs> character pack, which is skins based on the original game for I, I, Mimi, Baby, Gongon, Yan Yan, and Doctor. See, I golden, was hoping Justin would have been on to be reading this because that would have been funny. Golden banana mode, yeah. which is no price, <laughs> may only be available with this bundle. New mode where you race against time to collect all the bananas. The bundle is $49.99, so you're saving a little bit of money by buying it. You can also play four days early. Um, it also includes, uh, I did see today, Jesse, you don't have this listed. Maybe maybe it's in the base game, but... Uh, Sonic and Tails will also be playable characters. Yeah, I think that's part of the base game. That's why okay. it wasn't listed as being as part of the bundle. All right. So this this DLC pack is the Sega Legends pack, where you will be able to play <laughs> as Sega consoles. Yep. You'll be able to play as a Dreamcast, a Saturn, and a Game Gear. What are they smoking <laughs> over at Sega? That makes people like they're like yeah you know uh, I mean we could put like you know we could put Knuckles in there we could put Doctor Robotnik in there we could put uh, Alex Kidd in there now how about a Dreamcast I want a Saturn man totally how about, how about a Dreamcast give that man a promotion <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird is, I'm have so they done this before Jesse no not not that. What I That's was what I'm to, talking about. When you see, what said, I was, what I was referring to was the four days early thing. The four days early, yeah, they've done that before. Uh, I don't like that, but I'll gladly accept it. That was the guy um, smoking crack. You know, He's like, "We'll give it to him four days early." This comes out. <laughs> this comes out on October 5th uh, or October 1st if you if you pre-order it and you get the four day early access. Uh, I'm going to guess you can do that digitally as well for us GameStop poor people. Uh, that, that don't have access to one nearby. Yeah, uh, I see. think the, the the bundle I think is digital only. Okay, but, uh, but if uh, if you buy the buy the physical version, then you'll have if you want the DLC, you'll have to buy it. But again, you, can, you don't have to buy them all. You can buy the piecemeal what you want. Well, there's five, 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 five. It's it's twenty dollars worth of DLC. 
you get it for 10 if you buy the digital deluxe pack. So it's like getting two packs for free. So you might as well go ahead and get ready to play as a game gear and a ball uh, and destroy your friends in monkey golf. Uh, that Again, that's out on October 5th or 1st, depending on how you do it. Also, not in our notes, but I wanted to mention this because it is uh, one of the best Lego games that uh, has ever been made. Lego Marvel Super Heroes is coming to Switch on October 5th. Uh, and, and y'all, listen, if you've played the uh, the far, far inferior Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 and it just made you frustrated because there was no X-Men and there was no Fantastic Four, this is the game you want. All right? In fact, I will say this. When this original game came out in 2013, I said this on another podcast, that this game has the best video game version of the X-Men that have ever been in a video game. The X-Men level where you play through Professor, where you play through the mansion, it utilizes the X-Men the best they've ever been used in a video game. It is a complete geek out moment. There's a hundred Marvel characters in this game. And y'all, the fact that they're re-releasing this now, and it's also coming out uh, for, um, you know, I think they're going to make it available for other consoles as well. They've been known to sneak in some extras, you know, Sold. so who knows? <laughs> it's hundred Marvel characters. You play as Magneto, you can play as Black Panther, you can play as the Hulk, you can play as the Juggernaut. Why, you know, but yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think this is a stopgap release because Lego Star Wars completes the, the Skywalker saga is still not mm-hmm. Right. So this, this may just be a straight port. If it is, that's still okay. This is one of the best Lego games that has ever been made. You need to buy this. I, and honestly, I don't expect it to be $50 or $60. No. It's, yeah, it's no. going to be cheap. And uh, yeah, it, you, you need to throw that out there. A um, couple of other uh, release date things. These are a little bit disappointing. Uh, the Life is Strange, Life is Strange True Colors uh, has been delayed uh, until, well, the other versions are coming out September 10th. The Switch version is getting delayed to a yet-to-be-determined date. This was announced after they also announced that Life is Strange Remastered Collection has now been delayed to early 2022, which is super disappointing. Because That's a bummer. For all systems, right? Not just Switch. That's for all systems. Yes. The, the remaster is for all systems. Uh, the True Colors still comes out on September 10th on all other systems except Switch. Uh, man, that's a that's a kick in that's a kick in the ball for the Switch version. <laughs> it really is. It's a bummer. I mean, it yeah. just happens. It happens. A ton of big releases. Uh, and you know, here's honestly, I hate to say this. I was waiting to play this on Switch with the Me remastered too. collection and everything. I'm probably just gonna play it on my iPad now. That's Not fair. Really, my 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 daughter's told me that. I should play the the original game. You know, she told me this like a year and a half ago, and I, I downloaded the free the first free chapter on my iPad, but never launched it. So again, I'll I'll either play it on my iPad or wait for the Switch. I've still got to finish Oxen Free. <laughs> yep, it's I mean it's it's uh, it's like that Miyamoto quote, right? Like a like a delayed game is 
you know, eventually good, but a rush game is bad forever kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know. But, but I'm, I'm going to throw something out here. If you're a game dev and you're listening to the show, stop announcing release dates. Just stop. Yeah. Stop but then people get mad when they don't give them either. Stop <laughs> so it. There's no win. Get, no get win some help. Well, I, I think Nintendo has had it right for the most part ever since the pandemic started where, you know, they don't even announce a game until it's gold. <laughs> yeah, Paper Mario, right? Yeah, exactly. That was. <laughs> that's not. The, yeah, they've, done, like, they've done that a few times last year. And I say that I'm, I'm I'm saying that not to sound jaded. I'm saying that because it's it is disappointing both to developers and fans to have to continually delay stuff. We saw it with Cyberpunk. Now we've seen it with uh, you know we saw it with Halo Infinite. Uh, what else? There's something else that just got delayed uh, a little bit longer to September. Oh, uh, Kina. Uh, oh right for for ps5 got delayed it's just like it's now expected a a future bullet down the list is another another delay we'll be talking about yeah so (laughs) yeah you're right uh like it just seems like everything is expected to be delayed now right yeah it's man mecca says metroid prime 4 but at least they never announced a date for that one yeah they just said it's coming so, so like it's it's a weird double edged sword though, right? Because like, um, great example. This happened just recently with uh, our friend Jules Watchem, who Jules I think has been on this show before too, and um, uh, from a Tui, and like he had his Kickstarter. You know, they did their big Kickstarter for Hatch Tales and stuff like that, and never had a hard date. But then like now, and granted, you know, and he's come out and said, and, and he's like, you know, I. We, we could be more frequent with updates and stuff like this, but he specifically isn't trying to give a release date because he doesn't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. So he's trying to like follow that it's done when it's done kind of like guideline. But then now everybody's jumping down his throat. Like people are terrible to him on Twitter. Terrible. So I don't know. It's kind of like a rock and a hard place thing, because on one hand, it's like you want to keep quiet, announce it when it's done or whatever. But then it's like, well, if I announce it earlier, I can build up marketing hype. But if I don't have a release date and I announce it, people are going to jump down my throat until it is, you know, it's just, there's no like right answer. You know, it's, it's terrible. Well, I think that his situation, yeah, it is about the release date mm-hmm. and it is about the work, but it's also about there, there's compounding other issues that have come alongside that. Um, sure. Like, them, like announcing them re- and releasing other games. Exactly. <laughs> they uh, got to keep the lights and, on. And you know? so, yeah. you know, I do, I, I know they do have to keep the lights on. Uh, as a, as a backer of that, I mean, I would argue that there was a hard date in that there was a promise release date that was like two years out from or a year out from backing at Christmas. So, right. you know, but I, I, I just think we're like, if you want to call it an unprecedented time or whatever you want to call it, fine. Just stop giving release dates, especially yeah. for these big AAA games that have a million things that can go wrong. Just say we're shooting for this quarter. We'll update you along the way. That's that is a better way to do it now. Because I think, of everything I think that's happening, updates. and because frequent updates, yeah. games are taking longer to develop. They're taking more work. Mm-hmm. They're taking more manpower. It has to be more precise. And companies so, are still trying to figure out work from home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and listen, what I don't want to hear anybody 
say is nobody. I want to hear anybody walk away from this and be like, oh, they gave them such grief. That's not. No, we want to give them grace. Like we get it. You're right. human. Don't crunch. Stop that crap. Right. Stop crunch. Stop all this stuff. We'll play it when it's ready. I understand you have to have some revenue stream, but also there's a ton of these companies that already are sitting on a big fat stack of capital, you know, and they can afford to, I won't say draw it out, but play the long game. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. You know, I mean, if it's two guys in their basement making hatch tails, I get, yeah, I get it. Kind it. of is. I get it. It's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be a while. But right. like, when you're Activision and you've got every company working on, on Call of Duty, and it comes out and it still sucks, well, there's, there's some problems there, you know. So just like, I, I would be okay, even Nintendo, saying, hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do release dates. We're just gonna update you as we progress. We'll tweet a little bit and transparency. Boom. Right. Here is the release date. It's coming out next month. Get excited. Pre-orders start today at 2 p.m. That we've made enough for everybody. That's a lie. There's, that, that part's a lie. That part's we a may lie. be dreaming a little bit on that. Yeah. I think uh, transparency, though, frequent updates and just keeping your fans in the loop, I think, um, I, I think would probably be advisable. Like, I, yeah. I think that people are more understanding maybe than some publishers or developers give them credit for if you just communicate to them honestly well and and listen mecca in the chat he says the skins makes a great point yeah you have the bayonetta 3 problem going on where the devs are saying it's going well it's going well it'll be done when it's done that's that's crappy okay like that let's just call it what it is that's a crappy way to do it because just like like Saying it's going well, well, that can be like, we're well into writing the game. We're well into drawing the box art. We're we're well into modeling the, the character models. Just show something. Like, you know, or, just, um, or just say, hey, guys, uh, we really want to make this good. And because we really want to make it good, it's taken a lot longer than we thought it was going to. Because we're having to learn yeah. some new things. We're having to hire some new people. And so we're going we're gonna to give you an update every three months. We're going to show you something. We're going what to show I like, show you a new level. What I liked was what Pokemon did, Pokemon Company did with, um, I forget which, what game it was, but they were talking about, it might have been the Sword and Shield, but um, they were talking about the Pokemon games and they were showing off art. Maybe it was the uh, DLC, might have been that. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. Sword and Shield came out. We're working on DLC here. And they started showing off like, you know, art, um, artistic stuff you know the concept art excuse me and they were showing off some yes. of the characters and the plans and stuff like that and then you got the d- developer uh uh journals or blogs or whatever like that that would go on with that and it, but it was actually coming out a lot quicker than i expected from them showing those but that's what i like is that transparency like you were talking about is basically uh if you want to if you're going to tell us about the game way ahead of time like bayonetta 3 like you guys are talking about uh, and you know, we're thinking, okay, you announced it and it's going to be out like maybe by within a year, we'll say, you know, uh, when they announced it, um, and it's not, and we just, like you said, we keep hearing it's, it's going good. It's going well, you know, but do give us something 
more than just it's going well maybe yes. is there a developer uh guide or developer blog that you can you know kind of share the behind the scenes stuff for people who are interested maybe and because obviously there's going to be people who are not interested until the game comes out can you i know? can i tell you where nintendo is killing this right now metroid dread yes have yeah. you yeah. ever seen have you ever seen nintendo do such a a, a concise I am eating up every moment of that stuff. Campaign (laughs) for for a game like they've done for Metroid Dread. Yes. Yeah. I'm loving every bit of it. It is fantastic. And they are doing a great job in saying, here's how it's coming along. Uh, I'm a full disclosure. When they revealed Metroid Dread at E3, it was already done. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Already done. Sitting in the bin. Ready to go, just like Jesse said. They're not going to reveal it unless it's done. Right. So it's and done, and now they're they being take very the next... smart about it because of yeah. they need to. So what? Nineteen years. So they have to fill in a lot of people but, on what's going on up to the lead up to this story. You know, I'm also going to apologize because on on past episodes of the show, I busted the Pokemon Company's chops over the way that they did the release updates for sword and shield it was like guys we don't need another one of these but they did it right yeah. looking back on it they did that so well they didn't give away the whole game right they give they gave away enough to let people know hey it's working hey it's coming it's not yeah. going to be delayed this is going to be good get ready exactly. to enjoy this that's that's it and they could even do that with metroid prime 4 i think i you know it could yeah absolutely and you know who um you know who does this really well actually Tim you you made me think of this when you were talking about doing like developer vlogs and whatnot uh, double fine with yes. the uh, Psychonauts two and stuff like yes. that every that game's been in development for what two three years whatever it's been yes um and well, what that. they'll do is yeah right like Microsoft so, I mean, Microsoft bought them two or three years ago this was oh, announced before, well before that jeez time flies man I know um, right. But yes, but every few months or whatever, they'll throw out a little 15 minute, you know, developer log and you'll see little snippets, even in like pre alpha, like Raz just running around like a white room, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you you get like a good look at the game in development or whatever. And they can say, hey, like we are working on it. We're chugging along and, and this is what's going on, you know, and they, they kind of talk about where they're at with the team and stuff. And I, I, think, I think when that's people, great. Seth, I think yes. when people's frustrations come in is that we live in an age where information is so easy to get. Yes. And yes. we're used to it in all other sorts and, and when, uh, of ways, not just video gaming, right? Like right. Twitter can break news like that. I mean, world news. In more, and when, more ways than one. And when we see, when, when we see like a company that we love or that we love a product from, and they're like, still acting like it's 95, right? Like, And it's like, we, we've got some info on our webpage. Go check it out, you know? Uh, <laughs> right. No. I mean, you've got to put in, like, the there there is an element of extra work that has to yeah. go. That's why you and, hire and, and, a social and by media the time, manager. And by the time they make that post, Game Explain has already done an analysis and posted a video. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And right. I, I yeah. did double check. Uh, that acquisition happened in June of 2019. Aye, aye, aye. Yep. Okay. Another Speaking good of example of, of leading up to a, a great game was uh, the newest God of War game. 
Um, mm. They did a really good job. I can't remember the developer name right off the top of my head at the moment. It's Sony um, Santa Monica. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Santa Monica. Yeah. They did a really good job with leading up to the release. Uh, obviously announcing it in the first place, right? With the uh, of uh, Kratos walking out of the shadows in that first video, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But after that, we got there was some time. I think there was a break before we got any more information. But then they started just here's some. Um, they had a um, what was it? They had something. I actually I think it was like a, almost like a mini podcast that you can go to, and it was like this. One of the ladies that did a voiceover for the games before, right. yeah, was giving you kind of like a background story of Kratos and where, where he's been, what he's been doing and, and the, the lore up to this point several weeks before or several months before the game started coming out. So it was uh great content like that is what I, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we are still far out from say Metroid prime four, but eventually I hope that they, this much love that they're giving to dread, they'll eventually give to Metroid prime four after dread comes out, maybe, you know, so but I agree with you that definitely game developers need to be smarter or publishers, whoever's making the announcement of the date need right. to be smarter about those dates. And if you're smaller, definitely, you know, I, I mean, when you look at apex, uh, not, pay, not apex, sorry. Um, um, trying to blank here. Sorry guys. The, oof. Axiom Verge too. <laughs> right. You know, yep. with that one, they announced it. When was that? You said Jesse, 2019. Yep. He announced it. That Tom was letting Nintendo announce it. So, um, and, but you didn't hear much about it, but probably, but we all knew this is one guy doing this game. We're going to hear bits and pieces when he, you know, can do it. <laughs> so, but again, that's a transparency. We know it's one guy doing it. And and then going back to the jewels thing, where I think especially for a lot of us who backed that, oh yeah, and way that it was read for a lot of us to think that we were going to get it within a certain amount, a certain window of time, and then it felt like that certain window of time and what was being developed was scrapped totally for something. It was basically like Metroid Prime 4. It was like, okay, we're going to do this. This is what you're going to pay for. And then after it was closed and we paid for it, they're like, oh, we're not doing this. We're throwing this out. We're going to start all over and do Hatch Tales. And that's what I think got frustrating for a lot of us who bought into it and didn't get told that from the beginning. So that's where that got frustrating. But we're now at the point where it's like, it'll get done when it gets done. So and he gets you know, that, you know, you he know. gets that too. And he, he said that, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to be like the white knight for jewels or whatever. No, he, I told, I get it. And I would love to have him. I, I have to listen to him when he was on the show with you guys, but uh, yeah, I would love to hear that and see what he said about that. So yeah, and I'm sure that, he, that was kind of, that was kind of the vibe, right? He was like, yeah. look, we got to do stuff like pick two. I, he even says like, you know, I, I'm not working on the things I want to be working on. Like I, you know, we're wrapping up hatch tails, but I mean, we've got all these irons in the fire, Yes. but I, I think really though, the stuff that he's telling us on the podcast, you know, developers just need to be more front facing to the fans. Cause I think people are more understanding and people are more like um, ready to hear what you have to say, maybe than you think. Yeah. So, and it's probably a little bit tougher for him too, being the developer yeah. and the publisher. Right. So yes. Yeah, uh, where it's tough for him to try to at juggle. least it gives him that power. You know, many yeah. right developers may not even have a chance to if they're not publishing. Yeah, correct. So yeah. I I get that there's challenges there. 
Uh, I just, and it sounds like he does understand where us backers are frustrated from our point mm-hmm. of view because we don't Definitely know all the details from his point of view. So, and that's why you get a lot of people like, that's like us. Gotta who, share it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta exactly. talk to your fans. Yep. And he, well, he did what was trying that. And I know he, he had some stumbling points in that too. So, yeah. But totally get it. And, and going Such back a to all complicated matter, man. Right. Yeah. And, and going back to the whole thing in general, what Marty was pointing at was learn from the others who have been doing it. We've been doing the same things. Why are we repeating this where you are announcing a date and then it falls through, you mm-hmm. know, especially when we're about a year and a half through the pandemic, we already know there's a pandemic going on. So why are you giving us a release date that you, you know, what happened to where you couldn't meet that date? I'm totally People are probably cool. more understanding like, now. Like yes. right now, like I, we're like, yeah, we've been in this now for God. Oh, it's almost been five hundred years. You know, creeping on, yeah, five hundred, five hundred years. Because <laughs> I feel like it's the SpongeBob thing, you know, like five hundred <laughs> yeah. years later. Years later, uh, yeah. yeah. But like, we've been in this thing long enough to know. Uh, please bear with us. We're experiencing unprecedented delays and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. guys. Honestly, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We don't need you to give us a release date. Just make an awesome game. We'll play it when it comes out because going back to the beginning of the show an hour and a half ago, right? Because it really it's literally like an hour and a half ago at this point. Uh, we have an embarrassment of riches on the Nintendo Switch. And if you're out there and you're giving developers a hard time, go play board games or just go outside and touch grass. Uh, you know, like <laughs> seriously, like, I, and I'm saying that to myself because I've got like I've been like, oh god, another delay, you know. But then I remember people are sick and stuff. I've got too much yeah. to play. I mean, let's just do it. Let's. We all go, have a million we'll games play your, to play. It's not. Yeah, it's not me. It's not like I didn't buy five games on Switch this week. Uh, and with another one planned for Monday. Uh, well, like I mean, like we've yeah. talked about before, it's just because we're passionate about this stuff. We are passionate about Nintendo, so we get mad at Nintendo listen, when they do listen, do something. Just or we're mad. We're mad at yeah, Jules yeah. because we're you know we're passionate I'm about this game. I'm not mad at Jules. I'll play. Hatch no, I mean back at the time. Back in the time, honestly, we're mad at Jules because we were excited honestly, about a game that we're not going to get. You know, if he hand delivered, if he hand delivered Hatch Tales to me right now on a golden USB drive. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, I probably can play it like maybe two months from now. I, I mean, right? We I we could take the rest of the year off and not be able to catch up on the games in right, our backlog. All right, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Uh, listen, let's move on. Let's talk about a couple other uh, news items <laughs> right. here. Uh, I do want to circle back though to something I just thought of just a second ago. We'll leave it with this. Justin said in the post show audio last week, and I love this. He said. I don't I, I don't I don't see myself as a gamer anymore. I see myself as a game sampler. Uh, <laughs> it was like it's like a that wine taster. It's like a wine <laughs> taster or somebody who checks cheese for age. It's like, right. you know, I've sampled this game and it's <laughs> I've sampled its wares and I, I yes. find it delectable. He oh, needs yeah. to add it to his Twitter profile. <laughs> game, game sampler. Game yes. sampler. Yeah. Please Justin, hashtag game that. sampler. Um Tragic news this week out of uh, Osaka, the Goomba stack on the Yoshi ride at Nintendo World fell on August 9th into an area close to the ride's track. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, 
but high winds were thought to be the reason for the failure that's still under investigation. Uh, guys, I've solved the mystery. Mario just did a ground pound real close to there. Uh, and uh, so you just got to keep him from doing that. Knocked him loose. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just knocked him, knocked him loose. You know, I thought it was Mega of, Bowser coming through. Yeah, I saw a bit of the video of the people trying to haul that thing away, and that thing is big and heavy. Wow. They just if they just stomped on it, it would have <laughs> See now taken care of it very easily. Now if they put Goomba Stack in Smash, it's gonna be in poor taste, you know. They can't do it now. Goomba Stack <laughs> is gonna be now be the last character. <laughs> Goomba Stack for Smash. Uh last it, news item it, here. It was it was diving to get to the envelope. That's it. That's it. That, yeah. they God, they they should include that in a video. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Nintendo, which writes itself. Uh, final news item here and a letter uh, from Intellivision to those on its mailing list. No surprise here that the Amico has now been delayed for a third time from its previous October 10th date to a date. Here we go. Wah, 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 wah. Yet to be determined. I'm trying to find the button that uh, yeah. put it. There it is. Sorry, Jesse. Yeah, so they say they're still shooting for a pre-order to go out before the end of the year, uh, but no one has a lot of confidence in that statement. Well, they don't. I don't think they have a lot of confidence in that statement. Can I? Is this thing? Is it real? It, supposedly, is it real? Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, GameStop. You can. You I have can a theory. GameStop. I have a theory that it is real, but. They're not a big company, and they're we're having such a problem with shortage of components that yeah they that yeah. This, what's his name is going there and like uh, oh, you know it's I definitely release. component related yeah it was like two months ago he said that you know the system has over a hundred parts and there was like four specific parts that he had a hard time acquiring it wouldn't surprise me if he still is. Not acquired all yeah, of the Amico is probably not down. on the list top of the list to say, hey, Amico wants these these parts and Ford Motor Company wants these parts. Who's gonna get them? You know? Right. <laughs> right. Well sure. I, there is there is a plus side to this. I don't have to worry about doing an unboxing video when I should be playing Dread on my OLED switch. There you go. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. There you go. Uh well, uh, Esco Richard in the chat says, uh, Pat Contrary on the CU podcast goes over the Amico delay very well. So, uh, Jesse. I love Pat. You may want to take yeah. a uh, take a listen there. Guys, I'll, that I'll is, out. that's our news for the week. Uh, we're going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Justin Masson here in support of Nintendo Dads is brought to you. Well, you know, by Manscaped. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have been uh, working with Manscaped now for a while, and we absolutely, absolutely adore their products. And of course, when you think Manscaped, you think the Lawnmower 4.0 and that fantastic body hair trimmer, fantastic uh, below-the-belt trimmer, of course. Over 2 million men use it worldwide. But there are some other fantastic products that you might not be aware of that they have. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to throw your attention to this. It is the Weed Whacker. You're like, what is the Weed Whacker, Justin? The Weed Whacker is a nose and hair trimmer. And ladies and gentlemen, since I have reached the age of 40, I desperately need a nose and hair trimmer. Uh, so I'm excited to get using this. But there's some other fantastic products as well. I mentioned this before, the Crop, Perver Crop Preserver. 
This is ball deodorant. I absolutely love and adore this. And ladies and gentlemen, here is the hair and body wash. This is the crop cleanser. I have a bottle of this in my shower. I have two bottles of this. This smells stuff. This stuff smells so absolutely fantastic. And hey, do you remember travel? Do you remember when we used to travel? And you'd travel somewhere and you'd put your your toothbrush, your uh, deodorant, your hair products. Uh, you they have their own bag. They have this fantastic the shed. It is a travel bag. Guilty, I used to a long time ago, like when I was, you know, five years ago, used to throw like all of my travel stuff in like a big Ziploc bag. That is weird. Not necessarily weird, but it just, it's, it's, you know, get yourself something nice, right? Grow, be a man, grab yourself something nice. This is a shed. So you throw in here your deodorant, you throw in here the weed whacker, you throw in here the lawnmower 4.0, right? You throw all your fantastic Manscaped products in here. Boom. You're looking good. It is fantastic stuff. So here's what you need to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you're wondering about any of these products, here's what you do. Head over to manscaped.com. Check them out. They have so many amazing products for you to try out. They are not just below-the-belt trimmers. They have so much more, but I highly recommend all their products anyways. And use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at checkout, and that gets you 20% in free worldwide shipping. And ladies and gentlemen, may I remind you, they are not only in U.S., not only in Canada, not only in the U.K., but ladies and gentlemen, they are now across Europe. Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Again, that code is NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, 20% off. And by the way, there's stuff currently on the website on sale, and you can add your 20% to it. So there are some massive savings that you can participate in right now. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Manscaped for their continued support. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. And we're back. Thank you, Justin, for that. Uh, We're going to get into some rumors. So, Jesse, you know what to do. So the rumor is circulating, and where there is smoke, there is surely fire, that three GTA, that's Grand Theft Auto, remasters are being developed currently by Rockstar at this time. That includes Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Using the Unreal Engine with a mix of new and old graphics, uh, and the UI for the games are being updated too, but we'll retain some of the classic style. And as of press time, meaning at the start of this show, Kotaku is reporting that these remaster trilo- this remastered trilogy appears to be real and also appears to finally be coming to Nintendo Switch. So that means we are going to be getting Grand Theft Auto, three of the finest Grand Theft Auto games, probably, uh, <laughs> on probably I say probably because I'm I don't know I've I played GTA three Vice City and San San Andreas. Yeah, that, that so trilogy pretty, is highly regarded. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they're coming. Uh, supposedly, probably coming in Nintendo Switch. I'd be uh, happy with Chinatown guys, Wars. What, what do you guys <laughs> think about this? You are, what, does this uh, does this make you excited? Will you triple double dip or on them or or whatever? It would be actually never for me, but no, I'm not going to, it's not my game. I, like I said, I had, I had more fun with the 2d versions or the top down games, you know, the classics, I guess. And then even the DS's Chinatown Wars, I had a blast with that game. That's actually my favorite uh, GTA uh, probably because I don't play many other the 3d ones uh, like these three. I have, I didn't play very much of my older, my oldest, she did. Uh, and I just kind of watched her play and listened to her talk about it a lot when she was younger. So, um, but uh, I I might 
I think I might give these a try. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with GTA online with, with uh, Sammy. So um, whenever we play together on that and my daughter is like, I find out she's like a, a big time crime Lord and on GTA online. So, <laughs> you know, break the law together as a family, you know, we stay together, there I guess, go. you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, I guess it just depends on when it comes out. You know, if there's a slew of other things coming out, then I'll, this will be on my wish list probably. Um, and then go from there. But, and if I have nothing else to do or are in the mood to play these, te- these games, if they come out, yeah, that'd be great. But again, I would love it if they come out with a Chinatown Wars because they did come out with that game eventually for the PSP. I think it was I think after Vita too, the Vita, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So I would replay that game. Cause that was a lot Me of fun too. So del- delving too. into this article a little bit more uh, sources confirmed that rockstar Dundee, which is a, uh, a Scottish uh, studio. That's a new newer purchase for the company is, is are the ones that are leading the charge on developing these. Uh, and as well as working on next gen uh, GTA five ports that are due out later this year for PlayStation five and uh, Xbox series X. So, uh, right now, it looks like these games will launch in in and around late October or early November uh, for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, uh, Series X and S, Switch, PC, Stadia, and mobile phones. So basically, you're going to be able to play them anywhere. Uh, it says originally, it seemed like these releases were going to be packaged together and given to players who purchased the upcoming next-gen ports of GTA 5 or GTA Online as a uh, thank you gift, but the mm. plans changed and the remastered trilogy is now scheduled to be released earlier this year. Yeah. Makes, it makes a lot of it sense. Make sense. Think. It's like, Hey, things are slow. Let's release these and make some dough. Yeah. Give you, give yeah. you a little drip feed. Right. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I, 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 pro- I probably will pick these up. Not necessarily even because of like, because those games, I don't know if any of you have played them recently. They don't hold up super well, right? And and hopefully they do a little bit of work to them with this remaster. But I do want to shout out Esco Richard in the chat who uh, mentioned GTA 4. I, I kind of want to buy this to support it and show them that GTA remasters are something we want. Because GTA 4 is my favorite GTA game. And that game needs a loving remaster and like another shot in the arm, you know? That's an um, excellent point. I love excellent. that game. Yes, I would definitely. Yeah, I probably. Now that you say that, I probably pick this up to do the same. Support this, mm-hmm. dabble it with it, but then hope for four coming out. That'd be showing awesome. that we want it. Yeah. Yep. Can we? Can we just while we're at it? Can we switch gears to another company and can we pester Square Enix for the Pixel remasters for the Final Fantasy please, games? Please. Yes. I, I, can I tell you what the biggest disappointment for me over the last three weeks has been? is buying Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster for my iPhone thinking, <laughs> because I have a backbone controller, thinking that controller support would work. No. Oh, no. no. And oh. They, they offer none. You can either tap and they'll go where you're going, or you can use this janky on-screen motion controller thing. That's horrible. And, and, and they patched in that you can now move diagonally. So now when you're trying to go down, your guy's sliding all over the place. Oh no 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 it's no! It's no. stupid. It's so bad. And I like, like guys, 
Every, like tons of their other apps have controller support. My God. See where I thought you were going to go was not that old school, but I thought you were going to go with the Batman games uh, being brought to the switch. Cause I've been expecting that for a while, but that hasn't happened yet either. The Arkham, oh, the Arkham games, games. I would love Arkham games. games to be brought to the switch. Yeah. That'd be amazing. That's one I think, you know, especially when bio with the, um, the bio, the bio game. Uh, I'm really Bioshock? bad tonight with the game Bioshock. Thank you. The Bioshock games and you know the 2K games, essentially all those games. When they, they brought all those out, I was like, oh yeah, Batman's coming out next. Arkham Trilogy. Arkham City was on Wii U. Yes, <laughs> you yes. know they need to. I'm. I'm been, yeah, they need to bring those. You, I mean, you could argue that it was there, but I mean. Was it really their version? Weirdly, it was. Yeah, I've heard a lot version of that game. I heard a lot of people like playing it with the Wii U. Yeah, it was. No, okay. It was. I mean, it was okay. I'm not gonna say it was garbage, but like, it. I would have. I probably would have enjoyed it way better somewhere else. So. Yep. Anyway. Okay. Well, well, since since you brought up the Final Fantasy games, I did break down and buy them on steam you know you know just in case i do get around just to playing them because the sale price was expiring so i just i did it to take advantage of the sale so and i'll have them i just haven't played them yet <laughs> well you need to you need to boot one up for the first time so square will go ahead and announce them for yeah you, you gotta play I, them I, all play them I did all boot, i did boot the first <laughs> one of them just to look around look around the menus and to see how bad the font is, uh, I've got to find out what that patch is to make the Eggs. font better. Square's got no idea. They, they're like, I, I, do you guys want it on Switch? I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. What's this Switch thing interest. you're talking about? Is right. Nintendo Switch. Uh, <laughs> anyway. You guys want that? <laughs> uh, let's discuss a question for Mr. Seth Sturgill here. For sure. Just a minute. So, uh, yeah, Seth, you know, uh, is a a member and host of the Keep Nintendo Weird podcast. And, uh, Mm -hmm. man, digging through some gems from Nintendo's collection over there, talking about the good old days when Nintendo wasn't afraid to uh, let that freak flag fly uh, a little bit higher than it does now. Seth, I wanted to ask you and just kind of get your opinion, since you are the, uh, to me, in my mind, you're the expert expert on all things weird Nintendo. Uh, you know, with with Nintendo experiencing the level of success that it has lately, it, it kind of got me to thinking as we look over their recent releases and the things they're going to the well on, is Nintendo kind of afraid to be weird now? Yeah. yeah um, popular. Maybe they they had their glow up and now they're dating right. the cheerleaders on the, you know, <laughs> Uh, from the football cheerleading <laughs> squad, and they're not sitting at the nerds table anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah now sure. they're sitting at the cool kid table. Yeah, eighty nine million bit. sold. I mean, right. What, what, what do you think? There, there's two angles on this. I think. I, I think on one hand, you're right. Like they, it, it's it's really hard in today's in today's time where like you you know video games are sixty dollars. They're high risk, high reward kind of affairs. And Nintendo is is in the same boat as everybody else with that, especially right now. Uh, video games are selling better now than they ever have. But I think also 
now that we're, you know, five years into the Switch, Nintendo is starting to get a little more experimental. I mean, this year we're seeing WarioWare. We're seeing, you know, the ports of Great Ace Attorney and... You know, we're, we're seeing stuff like that. Advanced Wars is coming back. You know, these kind of like undersung or weird Nintendo games um, are starting to kind of like slowly trickle back out. And and maybe that's as a result of Nintendo having a little bit of cachet. And, and maybe they kind of know like, you know, we can kind of get away with this now. We have money in the coffers. If we lose a little bit of money on WarioWare, then, you know, it's it's no big deal or whatever. You know, even though I don't think they will. I um I, I think the WarioWare is going to do well for them. I think a lot of people have been looking for stuff like that on Switch. But um, yeah, I, I think they're in an interesting place, right, with with Switch because Switch, in a weird way, is kind of the best place to make this kind of stuff happen. Like if you're going to make a weird Nintendo game, the Switch is kind of the perfect uh, home for them. So I don't know. I, I would love to see a lot of this stuff come back. I mean, we had um, we had Tim on Keep Nintendo Weird talking about Elite Beat Agents. I would love to see Leapy Agents come over to Switch. We even like, you know, spitballed ideas of how that could work. You know, um, I, I think Nintendo's got a ton of these kind of weird IP in the well that they could make happen and, and probably make happen on the cheap and get a little bit of that like fan, you know, love. It, it's it's one of those things. It's like, are, are you trying to make a lot of money? Or are you trying to maybe make a little bit of money, but get back that extra, get back some fan love revenue, get get some, you know, do this for the fans kind of thing. So they're, they're in an interesting place. Are they afraid to be weird? Maybe. Um, but we're starting to see them lean a little bit more towards it, at least now that we're five years in on Switch. I, yeah, I mean, we've get, we're getting more aware, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty good indication. Uh, I'm looking back over the, the lifespan of the Switch, and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, we did get Sushi Strikers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which, y- y'all, you can't, you won't ever be able to convince me that Sushi Strikers was not developed for the 3DS first. And then right. a last-minute emergency ported to, to <laughs> Switch, right? I don't know. I still don't understand why they did that, other than they knew the 3DS was, was on like on death's door and they didn't want to throw that away. But the, like, I, I like, which is interesting. Concept. Why didn't they do that with Metroid two? Right. <laughs> <Samus> returns. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I love the concept of sushi strikers. I played it on the switch, but I only played it handheld because trying to do it that all that with a controller was, nah. it would have been way better with the stylus. So that game like, is a perfect example of why I think, uh, it is actually yes, Nintendo. Actually, Nintendo is not afraid to be weird when, especially when they are getting uh, support for a system. Because of looking at the DS and the 3DS, uh, that whole family of three, DS to 3DS systems, where you got all of your popular franchises, and then their expen- experimental games like the Elite Beat Agents we were talking about, or the Sushi Strikers. You know, so that's when I think when they've got they got all their big games and names out, then they can start dabbling in these other areas. And then we start seeing that weirdness, that quirkiness or that experimental. Yeah, but, game. but I guess for me, the reason I wanted to kind of dive into this is that you're seeing that. But I don't think they're they're willing to embrace that as much as they were even in the Wii and Wii U eras. Mm, yeah, because now they now they have a traditional gaming system, even though it's a hybrid it's more sure. 
it's more for the control where you hold in your hands and not motion control, not innovation, things like that. I mean, the the, the what I go back to is like rhythm rhythm heaven is yes. like a fantastic example of Nintendo being weird. Yes. Where is that? Where is the new, like, right. where is the new version of that? Uh, even you want to say like you know NES remix was a great example of yes. Nintendo being being weird uh, and being willing to open up their franchises and let people play around with what an idea of what does Zelda do you know or, like what does a Zelda game look like if we drop Mario in it or or whatever you know that that kind of thing like why have we not seen SNES remix you know by yeah. now like you know in the in the last Wii U era you know we saw them do things like. Dr. Luigi, which was really weird and different things like that. Like we don't see them doing that, that stuff anymore. And I mean, we have seen them publish games like good job and the stretchers and things like that, but it's never like, they've never given like a full force. Like in my opinion, WarioWare is going to be their first full force push for strange Mm. on, on switch. Cause Sushi Strikers got it. But it was right. so early on, right? And Splatoon really was weird back in the day, but now everybody loves it, so it's mainstream. Yeah, Splatoon's mainstream now. It's it's interesting because um, Splatoon was, was one that, that I was thought mainstream of. with Japan almost right away. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like a superstar in Japan, and then like um, you know, Arms Arms is weird, right? And they tried, you know, they they tried to kind of make Arms a bigger deal than it ever ended up becoming. They supported that game with free DLC for a long time, so. I, I think there's um I think there there's kind of a little bit of both. I think it's kind of like on one hand, you know, they're kind of the same company that's making stuff like Splatoon and Arms and WarioWare is also doing things like I, I saw a thread going around on Twitter where um talking about how they like patched that um that taunt out of Daisy in Mario Golf or whatever, like kind of sterilizing Mario a little bit. Right. Um. So yeah, it's like it, yeah, I heard it's about weird, that, right? and that's been in there since since like. GameCube golf, right? Like right. Or and whatever so, and they, or whatever. Yeah, just so weird that they like decided to kind of take that out. And a lot of people were like, Mario, like, you can't let him have any edge anymore. You know, Wal- Waluigi used to, you know, kind of like be be super edgy in, in the Mario golf games or whatever. And now it's kind of a little more sterile than people would like. So yeah, there there maybe is a little bit of that. It's it's an interesting question. I would like to see them lean into it more because we look at the DS that even as recently as the 3DS has a ton of weird games. Harmonite and, you know, Pocket Card Jockey, like these weird games that are made by big companies like Game Freak made those games that is Pocket Jockey. I forgot about Pocket Jockey. I like that great one. Game. Yeah. Great game. Um, and we're seeing, you know, stuff like part-time UFO, which I just recently covered on Keep Nintendo Weird is happening on Switch. But yeah, it is few and far between. And I mean, look, I would love to see more of it. And, and maybe it's, it's a good time, um, I'm now for it. But yeah, Nintendo, maybe they are a little bit afraid. Maybe it is a little bit of a, a little bit too much of a risk for them at this at this point. What was that know. baseball game on the 3DS? Uh, the one you could download where you're the dog owning Rusty's shot. Real Deal Baseball. Yeah, that yes. was another one. Yes, that I love playing. I put yes. so much money in that. All that. All that. I mean, the hard time <laughs> you, you literally, have you literally that's another, haggled that's another for the one. cost of the DLC. Yes, yes. I love, I love it. that game. I love it. Well, guys, uh, Seth, thanks for weighing in on that. Uh, appreciate the Absolutely. input and your opinion. Let's talk about what we've been playing.
Well, Seth, you are our guest, and that means you get to go first. So what in the world have you been playing? So it's it's kind of been like a, a weird week for me, really kind of weirdly busy. I haven't played a lot. Um, I will say uh, the, the one big game that I bought, like coming right out of the Indie, uh, indie World Showcase, was Axiom Verge. Excuse me. I played a lot of, uh, well, not a lot. I probably played like an hour-ish of Axiom Verge. Um, just to kind of like get a feel for it. I really want to dive in. We want to cover the show on all in or uh, cover the game on all in, of course. Um, and yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. Uh, what I've played so far, it's, it's got a couple of little like design annoyances, um, that I've bumped into, but I mean, like overall it's, it seems like it's worth the wait. It seems like it's a, you know, solid follow-up to Axiom Verge. Um, I, I, the game's opening. I don't know if you guys have played it yet, but the game's opening is a little out there. <laughs> it's, um, they kind of went for it with the game's opening. It's like weirdly dark. Um, they're, they're doing some interesting things like already just right out the gate with Axiom Verge 2. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to playing more of that um, as I get time. But the, the big thing for me lately, you guys, and this is a little like Nintendo, I guess, but um, I, I've been playing a lot of Halo 2, weirdly. <laughs> like that's been kind of a huge thing for me because like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a lot of the times I just get a spare hour here and there to play oh, games. That you know? same. Yep. Exactly. Right. So what I've been really enjoying lately is just going on Master Chief Collection for like an hour and streaming it on my personal Twitch channel and just like playing some Halo 2 and like listening to some chill music and talking to chat and stuff like that. And that's just been kind of my vibe lately. I haven't had a ton of time to sink into games. I'm kind of dabbling in a lot of things but I haven't had a good solid, like, you know, hours of just time to like sit down and really marinate on something in a while. Game know? sampler. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing the <laughs> Justin Massey game sampler thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, a little Skyward Sword HD here and there when I, when I get a chance and, you know, I played a little part-time UFO to kind of like gear up for the episode of keep Nintendo weird. We did on it, but I mean, yeah, yeah, nothing like major, major going on with me right now. The game of life, as we say, you know? <laughs> yes, that's what takes up most of that time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's um, that's the tough part about uh, having um, to be an adult and do yes. the adulting, you know? <laughs> when all you yeah, want to do is play games all the time, tips. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you have a question that? about that later on. So. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's, cool. Yep. I totally get you. Awesome. Uh, Jesse, let's throw it over to you. What have you been playing? All right. So my weekly Mario Golf was part of Monthly Mayhem. This one, this I I think I did decent, but I know I still probably it's less than the median. But, it's you know, it's, this week we had to use the new Donks, new Donk City course in the pro version. And we had to use either Mario or Pauline, of which I had mm. the, the two-star clubs on neither. And I don't know, if you haven't played New Dunk City yet, everything's a three-part hole. The, the amateur version is more straightforward, but the pro version, like, there'll be a building in your way, literally. Got to so, use the lob shots and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're if you you need to be able to curve the ball when you want it to do what you mm-hmm. want. And while you don't need the 
one star, two star for distance. You don't need it for distance, but you do need it to be able to curve the ball the way you want it. So I I, I did a run before I upgraded the clubs and then another run after I upgraded the clubs and it shaved like four minutes off my time. Which, which is still five minutes more than Drew's, what Drew posted. But, of course. So of I'm course. Not, I, I have no intention of beating him. I just want to beat John. <laughs> so far, I think I'm, I, I, I've, I've been ahead on that. So yeah. we'll, we'll, f- we'll find out Saturday what, what week seven will bring. See, did, did, did using New Dunk City help level up quickly? No, it didn't because there are no coins even when you're uh, playing. Right. And it's the coins that make you level up. So if you want to, if you want to grind what I've been, I set up. One of the other courses as a speed golf with power t- power shots on, so there are coins all that are spawned, so you can collect them. But yeah, even even with power shots on, I don't think there are any coins because there's nowhere to run. It's you know it, most of the holes are like ninety yards to the hole. <laughs> yeah, very small. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought I'd use that to, to level up. Like I I, I did. They got 200 points. I'm like, nope, I'm not using this. <laughs> I need to be playing games that can get nine or t- ten hundred at a time, not two. Yeah. Anyway, so I, so I, I turned in my scores like really early for a change. <laughs> okay. Then Skyward Sword HD, I, I finished it. I rolled rolled credits. I think I like, 100%ed it. I oh, nice. Had all 20 hearts. I had... I think I got all the goddess cubes. I, you know, I, I didn't like like the bamboo cutting game. Yeah, you know, there's no big reward for that other than rare bugs and stuff like that. So, and rare components. But I'm not. I wasn't interested in that. But the mini games that did require give you hard pieces, I did complete them. Like the the fun fun game or whatever that was called, I actually did that on my second try that day. And I had a, a video clip of me landing on it, and I sent it to my son, and he goes, "I hate you," because <laughs> he said he took him two hours one day to grind. That oh out. wow! <laughs> and when and it was, just, it was mine was a lucky dive. I as I was following through, once I went through the fifth ring. I saw the the one space, like it, it's going counterclockwise, so it's about at the eight or nine o'clock position as I'm going through the last ring. So I figured it'd be around the two or three. So I just slammed it to the right, and I just landed on it. You know, there was no aiming for it. It, it was just dumb luck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you. Go back to my Twitter feed for about a week and a half, two weeks ago. You'll, it's out there. Anyway, so that was it. Was a fun game. I, I liked it. I, I I've always liked the game, except for the parts that I didn't. You know, I I originally called it a was a good fifty hour game. That would it would have been a great thirty hour game. Right. And, <laughs> and with the new quality of life updates it definitely is a shorter game i think i rolled credits at 41 nice yeah i think i, I think what would game explain you know, did an analysis of t- 
time from start to landing on the surface. You know, they did it in like 15 or 16 minutes, trying to do it as fast as can, uh, can skipping tech scenes and whatnot. And they duplicated the same on the Wii U version, on the Wii version. And it was like 46 minutes, three times as long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I did not realize that they shaved that much time off. So it was good. Nice. Okay. Tetris 99, I did manage to play this weekend and get that theme before, unlike the last two themes that I missed. But I was really upset at it. You know, I think I broke the top 50 twice in an oh. hour and a half. I think the best the best yes. run I had was like 43. So like, I'm doing five or 10 at a time. Once I even, go, I only scored one point because I didn't even break 90. So I was, this, I'm like, this is why I, don't care anymore. I don't. I, <laughs> I think I, I said that on Twitter when I, I sh- shared my ninety fourth place score. <laughs> then, so yeah. I'll, depending, I think it depends on the theme, and I didn't really like playing it with that music anyway. It's not a theme I'd ever use. So the last game I, th- I want to talk about, which I think most people will be interested in is Boyfriend Dungeon that was released yesterday. I am playing it on Xbox because it's on Game Pass. And it's kind of like Diablo 1 meets a dating sim. So Diablo the, 1 specifically? Yeah, because it's like where Diablo 2 has a dynamically generated dungeon every time. Right. And you went into different areas to be different dungeons. This is mm-hmm. like a single dungeon that you just keep going down. And it, and, oh, okay. And it's fixed. And you're able that's, to. That's what intrigued me about it when I was watching the, the trailer about it was like the. the yeah. I assume it's a roguelike. Or yeah. for, for those. No, it's not a roguelike. Um, okay. It's a, another comparison for those who are more like Dia- uh, Persona games instead of Diablo. It's more Persona mm. 3 than 4. It's one dungeon that for the entire game as opposed to many smaller ones. Except for you're going down instead of up. But uh, so it, uh, it starts off with you're told to go to the mall. And once you're in the mall, you pick, you find a sword. And then you find out, oh, this sword's talking to me. <laughs> and then he calls this the training session. And so you pretty much play as far as you can go until you, you, you die. And I managed to get to like level four. And, and then at the, at the end of that, then you, all your XP that you gained get added to you and then you level up. So I went to, I was like level four or five, like right off the bat. And then the more you level up, the higher your maximum health is. You probably get other benefits that I'm not 100% sure yet. But at least there is a benefit to leveling up that's tangible. And then as, as you play, you, you meet other people. You find, so you find out that these these weapons that are talking to you turn into people. And they kind of do this at will. Not every person is a weapon. So like you, as the player, you can't turn into a weapon, so they call you a wielder. So And there are other humans in this world that are wielders as opposed to weapons and so I th- you, you really very quickly get th- you know the choice of three weapons 
And as you go down the second time, every time you go down to a new level, you're able to switch weapons out. And the reason why you'd want to do this is, you you know, you you start off with level level zero, and then you go on a date, which is kind of like the story. You know, during the dates, very rarely do they have any actual choices, but you have, you have dialogue tree choices through text later on. <coughs> Excuse me. So you when you go on your date, then you rank up to one, and then and then in the dungeons you have to level to level up to max out that level one and then you open up another date and you get to two and then three and the higher the level level the more abilities it'll give you while that weapon is equipped so what i what i've been doing is i've been favoring one specific weapon and i'm kind of kind of meaning her and again all, all the weapons are not men there there is there is a woman weapon as well so far and a so, cat I haven't gotten to the cat. cat I want to play. I want to play the uh, cat one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure how that would go. That would go. So I, I played until I maxed her out, and then while I was still in the dungeon, I switched to another weapon to max him out, and then I switched to the third weapon. And so I haven't maxed out all the weapons to this point, but and then when you need to level five. There's a boss that you have to beat before you can continue, and then level nine has another boss. And it took me like three tries to get to beat that level five boss, but, but the with that with the dagger weapon because doesn't do a, as much damage per hit, but she swings faster, so probably has a higher DPS due to that compared to the other weapons. And her abilities that you well, you have an ability called, that I think pushing B rolls you roll away, so. Her ability is you confuse you can confuse enemies if you roll away, and then this next level you have a choice between which which ability you want. I chose you can roll farther, so I was able to. That's how I beat the boss. Is I was able to poke the boss and then I rolled out a, away from his reach. And the, the the monsters you fight in this mall are like I got monsters in the mall again. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but they're the, the the monsters that form are different for every person who enters it. It's based on what your greatest fear is. So part of this mm-hmm. game, part of the story of the game, is you trying to not only figure out what your fear is and why, but um, probably you know how to overcome it. Again, I haven't gotten that far. So I've, I, the furthest I've gotten was I think about I think I. I think I beat the level nine boss. I don't remember. If I didn't, I, I didn't get much further than that. So I'm still really early in the game. Jesse, there's a question from Esco Richard. Uh, is Boyfriend Dungeon fast-paced? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, the, um, it's, you know, using the Diablo 1 comparison is definitely faster than that. It's mm. I, haven't, I haven't played Hades yet. But what I've seen, it looks like it's but that snappy. You know, you're running around and and you're poking with your dagger and slicing with the other swords. It's, it seems pretty fast paced, and there there's a little bit of cut of character character uh, customization. Most of it's just cosmetic. There is one hat you can wear that can change a little bit of your abilities, but most of them are just literally cosmetic and don't do anything. Hmm. 
But nice. I'm having fun with it, and I, I want. I was hoping to play more before the show, but didn't get a chance to. I did add it to my wish list, so I'm because uh, I am curious about playing and getting to use that cat. <laughs> and then I, I've since found two additional weapons that I rescued from in the in the dungeon that I haven't had a chance to talk to out in the city to hmm. start those to start their dates. Are there a lot of cutscenes in this? Another Esco, Esco Richard question. Um, Good questions, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, I. It's hard to. I would wouldn't exactly call them cutscenes, but you know, a lot of the game is you get texts on your phone. You know, not only from your mom, which if you don't want mom bothering you, that can be shut off. But some of her conversations are still funny. You get texts by every other character that you 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 meet, and sometimes you have options about how to respond. So, and there, has, there hasn't been much story yet, but that's that's probably the, the most story we've gotten out of the game so far is just through the conversations on the phone. And there is a, you get a meet and greet many people and you're able to take a person as a plus one. If you choose to, you can choose to go alone. But again, I, I chose that one girl that, that, that dagger that I think I'm like, Want to know where that goes? Okay. So you, you actually meet in front of at someone. At, I think it's your cousin's house, and his name is Jesse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's the first character that you meet. Nice. Well, thank you, Jesse. Tim, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, kind of like the basics, just like Seth was saying. You know, it's been hard to find time to play. And had to squeeze in like Mario Golf Super Rush <laughs> to mm-hmm. get in time to for the month of Mayhem for that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to have to get on this week's too before the time is up by then. It's Saturday. So, but I did get in Tetris 99 because I wanted to get that done. And I was, I was in shock that I remembered to do that because usually we forget. <laughs> <laughs> so I remembered to get on there when I found time to play. And was frustrated with the same things Jesse was in regards to getting, you know, like first game I played, I got over 50, uh, 50 ranks and then was out. And I was like, Oh, okay. The first game I was like, Oh, I'm feeling this. This is feeling good. And then it just seemed like every game going on from there was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I just stuck in like getting knocked out really quick. I wasn't like in the nineties and kept having to play game after game after game. And then the last game I played, I got, uh, rank 16 <laughs> out of all those other ones I was doing terrible and I got up to 16 and I was like yeah. Yeah, wow that's better, than I, that's better than all the games I did <laughs> I was well I I still haven't been able to except for playing against the computer I, I haven't been able to get the, the number one spot yet so um, think, at least I, I don't remember best, I think the best I've ever done was fourth maybe third yeah. so um but it's still, to me, it's still a lot of fun, even though I got frustrated with it at times. So, um, especially with getting, especially getting out like at 96 or something or 94, <laughs> it's like, well, crap, geez. And my wife's looking at me like, you okay over there when I'm sitting there trying to play and get these points, you know? But, uh, yeah, I like, I like when they do these type of things because it, it gets me wanting to play if I remember, obviously. So, and then the last game I've been playing and having a lot of fun with that I have a video out for, a Let's Play video for, is Banners of Ruin. Uh, if it's not out, it will be out. Uh, it's in Justin's hands now. So um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a game I've been having a lot of fun with. It's a deck building game. 
uh, where you progress kind of like slay the spire. Um, you know, you're, you're progressing through, in this case, I guess, through a city, um, not a tower or a spire, but a city. And you got to pick this game three came paths. out two weeks ago. Yes. Um, and you got to pick like three paths that you're going down as this family of, uh, not family, but this, um, group of animals i guess because they're all different animals so uh but my two characters i've been playing with mainly right now is a bear and a mouse uh so but it kind of gives me game of throne vibes and how the house of this family is fighting against this house of another family and um a little red wall action yes so <laughs> it's like it's a it's been a lot of fun i'm still learning more i haven't gotten past the first um battle to get um to where i'm hitting i'm hitting a wall and having to upgrade my cards and get really good at what i'm doing and stuff like that but uh when i'm playing it's a lot of fun there's a lot of strategy involved and um and i'm liking where it's going as far as building the decks go and i know there's some synergies there i'm really bad when it comes to synergies i've been bad with that with Mm -hmm. match the gathering too with figuring out the synergies and stuff like that with between you know, putting some cards together or whatever. So, uh, but right now it's still a lot of fun. I don't feel like you have to know those synergies right off the bat. Um, maybe if I started tweaking the deck a little bit better or diving into the deck a little bit better, I could find some of those synergies. And I, I'm starting to see them a little bit more as I see them more and more as I play. So I think it's just a matter of getting involved in that. But if you're the type of person who sees those, you know, like the matrix, you see those things right, right away uh, and can put those synergies together, you'll probably do really well with this game. And, and I highly recommend it. It's, it's up there on my list of recommendations if you're into the deck building games like this. And I, I would say, Marty, correct me if I'm wrong, because you are definitely a, uh, you know, the roguelike, a roguelite type of player. This game, I think, is rogue-like, uh, where I go through and my characters die. I get to keep the cards, but I don't get to keep any of the levels they gain during that time. Um, I keep any characters I unlock so I can play as those characters, but I don't get to keep any of their their stamina or any like that. They start over fresh, zero, or yeah, not zero. So, so a rogue-like is... Uh, basically a game that the, the, the experience is going to be different every time when you go in, the, the game mechanics are going to stay the same. And there may be some things like enter the gungeon as a roguelike in that you can unlock different guns okay. uh, that will show up later in the, in the gungeon, but you okay. don't know which ones are going to come out. Okay. Uh, this one well, may be I'll, the same because I unlock certain cards. I don't know which cards right. I'll get because of right. how they're yeah, shuffled. So I, would, I would call it a roguelite because a roguelite is that you you unlock progression that stays with you. Okay. But the levels and things are still random. A great example of that's Flint Hook, uh, which that's is a right, fantastic yeah. game. Uh, it does have first progression. Year. I mean, you can, like, there's definite levels to that because you're collecting bounties. So once you finish a boss, it's done. But then the next time you go play, like if you go into level two, it's going to be different every time you play it. So that's the difference between a like and a light is the progression. So are we getting rated right now? I think we're getting rated. Awesome. Let's <laughs> go. Let's Daily, go. Daily Planet. 
CK is raiding with a party of five. Thanks What's very up, much. What's up, man? Good to see you. <laughs> But yeah, definitely uh, Banners of Ruin is something I've been playing and having a lot of fun with. And it's it's actually, it doesn't get me upset, like, if I'm losing or anything like that. It's just I've been able to, you know, go to bed with the game and lay down there and, uh, you know, get through get through a round of it as far as I can get. And then I'm done. I go to sleep. It's the same <laughs> way I feel about, like, Enter the Gungeon or Dicey Dungeon or whatever. Okay. It's like, you can't be upset about it. Right. It's like, it's just me. It's, it's, it's inherently disposable. It's just, right? yeah. It's you just know? like, right, I got yeah. through it this far. I learned something. Okay. I'll try it next time. So, yeah. but uh, quickly on deck, I have uh, like what we've been talking about earlier. I have art of rally. I'll be, I have that downloaded finally. Um, and we'll have a video out on that uh, hopefully. And, um, and then I also have Islanders Council Edition uh, downloaded because, that, again, that one intrigued me because I love SimCity. So yeah. <laughs> this one kind of gave me those vibes. So Awesome. Uh, well, I'm glad you mentioned those two because those are actually games I'm playing right now. Sweet. Uh, so maybe I could kind of give you some insight and see what you think about them next week. So I want to start with Art of Rally, which I talked a little bit about earlier in the show. Uh it's it's that 2D isometric isometric racing game. I'm not actually raced against anybody yet because the first thing they drop you into is a um, it's like a tutorial open world, uh, you know, like one area of the game and there's things to collect. And I was just enjoying driving around and seeing all the different places that you could go and all the way things. So uh, anyway. That one, it was really cool. Um, the controls take a little bit of getting used to, uh, just to be honest. Like, I I was not – they're not very um, – I mean, they're, they're, they're simple, but they're not very – like, it's not – there's a learning curve to learning how to drive mm. and stay on the road. So uh, – and I'm still learning. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it, it yeah, does – Yeah, those drifting – this drifts a lot too, right? So it, when it yeah, tends to drift. but um, – but I, I don't know. I mean, like it's anyway, <laughs> like it does encourage you to go off road at times to pick up some of the collectibles. So you get to see some of the physics with that and everything, but uh, I'm probably going to dive into some more races tomorrow. I'll be able to talk more about it next week. Uh, but Islanders, uh, man, what a pleasant little Zen surprise. This game is Tim. It's going to be right up your alley. I told you this in the pre-show. Uh, so, I, I said too that it reminded me a little bit about of Bad North, and uh, the reason for that is is obviously Bad North is you have your little troops and you're on islands and you progress from island to island, right? So this game is also set on islands, but all you're doing is building. You don't have to defend anything. You don't have to do anything. The game continues as long as you're able to in the bottom left hand corner of the screen, fill up a points meter or cross a points threshold. So, you know, starting out, it's going to be like zero out of 20. And it's going to give you two packs to choose from. So, like, you might get the Brewer pack and the Lumberjack pack, uh, you know, or the Woodsman pack. And so, depending on which one of those you place, um, you'll get you get different points. And each building has different rules. And so, you can even start to stack these on each other. Not like physically stack them, but stack the rules on top of each other. You'll be able to see one with each way you play. The game is it, it there's no time limit there's nothing the only limit is the points. If you if you make it to a point where you don't have any buildings left to place and you haven't met the point threshold 
The game's over. You start over. However, after a certain period of time on each island, you're given the option to move to a new island uh, with your current point total and start fresh. So the goal is, like, because eventually it's island, right? You're going to run out of room. So the goal is to build it up as much as you can, and then you, you hit X, you move to the next island, and you're able to continue your score. Uh, the first game I played, I think my score ended up being like 200 points. I was, I was like, ah, oh, crap. The, the very next round that I played, I was like 1,500. So it, you, you wow. learn pretty quickly, uh, and, and you're able to start like learning some, some strategies uh, because some buildings will come in and they'll, they'll get extra points based on what they're around, right? Uh, like if you place a woodcutter or a lumberjack's hut near trees, it's going to get one point for every tree that it's near. Uh, but then there's like a, the, the lumber mill, and if it's, it gets extra points based on how many lumberjack huts it's near. So then there's like a city center and mansions and houses, and they all work together. And eventually you can get to a point where you get a fountain and the fountain plays off all the houses you've already. So it's it's very much like there's no, Tim, like if, if you think about SimCity, there's no real way to like zone it out and plan it. So it's more of like just this really Zen flow of a game, right? And uh, like it just gave me uh like if you've played mini metros, I think Yes. I think right. Mini Metro is available on Switch mm-hmm. and Mini Motorways, the sequel or the you know, the spiritual successor yes. is on is on Apple Arcade. I don't know if it's on Switch or not. It, it comes out on my, Switch in twenty twenty two. In fact, we yeah, have an honestly, interview with the developer yes, coming. Nice. I love it. It's because <laughs> nice. I love those games because you know they're very simplistic in their presentation and their gameplay, but it's something that you can just sit and sink a little bit of time into and kind of relax and play. That's kind of where I am right now with games. Like I need games yeah. I can relax with. Uh, and so I think this is excellent. If you're a fan of SimCity or even Bad North, uh, and I, I mentioned Bad North because like when you do that and you go to those different islands, what yes, you get is I kind of that. random. Yeah, You know, it's kind of random. You just kind of have to play with the troops you find and things like that. So it's kind of like that in a way. Nice. Uh, visually, it kind of reminded me of it as well. But then, the, the, I mean, the SimCity influence is there in the mini motorway influence. And it's $5. Yeah, yeah you can't be five that price. Right. Yeah. I, I may have already pre-purchased it and have started downloading it while you were talking. Yeah, it's, <laughs> listen, that's yeah. what that's what I want to do. I just want to I want you to spend money. Uh, so Islanders is out there. I also restarted Axiom Verge because I played this on uh, the Wii U when it first came out and never finished wow. it. I got to a point where I got just real lost and confused. I was like, something else came out and I decided to, to keep on going with it. Uh, but my 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 idea is I'm going to play Axiom Verge before I buy two. Mm, or I, I'm I hope, with you in that one, 100. percent Yes. I hope we're going to get a code for Axiom Verge too. I've already asked Justin. I was like, <laughs> uh, "Can we do this?" And I'm hoping. But I definitely want to finish Axiom Verge one first, and then I'm playing, and I'll have a video on our YouTube channel uh, next week uh, for Jelly Break Deluxe. Which ironically, Jelly Break was already on the Switch, and I think they've added to it and expanded it. 
and re-released it because when I went to look up the page and info on Nintendo's site, it said it came out on November 29th, uh, 2018. <laughs> so it's been out for a while, but this is a, it's a, it's a fun little co-op game where you play as two jelly blobs. If you play it single player, they're stacked on top of each other. And you just do uh, everything that, that two players would do. Uh, it does a lot of, uh, of with color switching puzzles because there's platforms that, you know, only the orange blob can get on or only the green blob can get on. And so what is um, what the, 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 the difficulty comes in that the player, when you're playing two player uh, co-op, the player that's on the bottom controls movement. The player on the top shoots. So that's all they can do. Sounds like Triforce uh, Heroes. And then and that's then what I was thinking. There's there's a you, you have to hold down the L button to switch colors, but both uh, uh both people have to hold down the L button to switch. So earlier we were trying to, to get to this um this thing, and it was like these platforms and they were coming out of the wall, right? And it was like green platform, orange platform, green platform, orange platform. I swear to you guys, it took me and my son 30 minutes to make it up there. Because it was like, all right, I'm going to jump up here. And then we're going to jump. Okay, switch. All right, now you jump, switch. Now I'm going to jump. Oh, you jumped off my head. Why did you do that? You know, so we would just. <laughs> and at the end of it, like we got to the end of that level and he looked at me and he's like, we got to quit. We, we just can't do this. <laughs> we can't do it. But. Anyway, he so I, I don't know how much this costs on on the this the eShop. Can you guys run that and check that check, for me just a minute? Check it's G E L L Y. Jelly think it Break. was nineteen ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, like yep, nineteen ninety. okay, so it's twenty bucks. Um, it it feels like it's going to be really short. Just mm. to be honest, like looking at the map, each. Now the levels are kind of longish. They have different sections, but each level only has like a level and a boss fight. And then it has like you can rescue jellies from glass containers. And like when you do so many of those, you can unlock an extra level in each one. I haven't done any of that yet. But my initial impression of this game is um you're either gonna really love it or you're really gonna hate it. Because okay. playing co-op. That the the color switch mechanism is really frustrating to communicate mm. together. Playing yeah, single that player sounds like a, that sounds like a Justin game. Playing single <laughs> player, it just doesn't hold as much. Like you get what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't yeah. have a whole lot of bias. It's designed for co-op, yeah. It's designed for co-op, but the co-op's frustrating. <laughs> right. <laughs> Having to confirm the color sense. switch like that, that sounds really cumbersome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last little game I want to add here, a little game. Uh, I finished Skyward Sword uh, HD uh, over the weekend uh, with about 28 hours in it. I didn't 100% it because I just really don't. Wow. I don't 100% games a lot, especially Zelda games. Like I'll finish them with some hearts missing or anything like that. But uh, I loved this game, especially like I said this to um, – I said this to Dave Ernsberger because uh, he was asking on Twitter how I enjoyed it. And I said, I've never had a game 
let me down and build me back up as much as Skyward Sword did. Like it was a continual cycle of, oh, that's a really poor choice. Oh, but I really love this. Oh, that choice sucks. Oh, but this is really good. Uh, And where it really hit home for me is late game when you're back in uh, Farron Woods for the last time and you get to the Tad Tone section. Everybody hates that, right? And I wanted, like, (laughs) Seth, (laughs) preach, man. Like, I want to say, I want to find the the guy at Nintendo who thought this was a good idea and strangle the life out of them. For real? (laughs) Come on. Uh, But they made up for it with with the thing at Elden Volcano. With the the Link Metal Gear Solid, uh, right? Basically, I mean, it, the end of the game was so good. The fun to me, the the I, I I don't care what anybody says, the most epic final Zelda battle of all time is it's Skyward really good. Sword. It's Skyward really Sword. Good. Uh, Twilight Princess is a second for me, and and Wind Waker's a third. Yeah, I love Wind Waker's. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'm just saying you need to you need to play this game. Uh, I never finished Skyward Sword in the beginning for two reasons. Number one, I hated hated the motion controls. I was suffering for, through them just to play Zelda. Uh, but my Wii stopped spinning discs. Uh, the disc drive went out like a Ugh. month after I got Skyward Sword, and I was at the Sand Sea part. And mm. I was like, man, I'm I'm 15 hours in this game. I'm not doing this again. Because I sent it off to Nintendo and they deleted my Skyward Sword save. I was Oof. Like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing this again. It'll just remain unplayed. So um yeah, I I love I thought I was gonna go into this. I was going into it going, this is probably one of the worst Zelda games of all time. Come out of it loving it. I I think it's great. That's awesome, uh, man. I highly highly recommend it. So, guys, that's what we've been playing. Very quickly, let's head over to turn on the community spotlight. And here at the community spotlight, we uh, love to start out by highlighting our guests. And Seth, you are our guest this week. So uh, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you? Uh, tell them about your podcast. Tell them about all, all about any, this is your chance to plug you. <laughs> sure. Sure. No, thanks so much guys again for having me on. It's been awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, me, you can find me on Twitter at $2 hero. Uh, $2 hero is kind of my handle on most things. I, like I said, I've been streaming on Twitch a little bit here lately. You can follow me there too, but, um, yeah, I, so I do two podcasts, the main one being all in a Nintendo podcast that I do with, uh, one of my best friends, Eric, and, um, you guys got to have Eric on the show, by the way, he's a super interesting guy. And and the way that we, uh, kind of got together to do all in is I had been doing the podcasting thing for close to a decade. And he had been doing uh, military, you know, he's, he was a journalist broadcaster for the U.S. military for almost the same amount of time. So, and we had been wanting to work together for a long time. And like I said at the top of the show, like when the pandemic kind of started, I was listening to you guys like I couldn't get enough of it. I was going back into the back catalog. I was listening to you guys constantly, just like drinking coffee and playing Animal Crossing. That was my life, right? 
<laughs> like when the pandemic started, that's all I was doing. And so um, he and I have been lifelong Nintendo fans. And so we just kind of started talking. We were like, dude, like, let's let's take your experience, Eric's experience with military broadcasting, my experience with podcasting and our mutual love of Nintendo. And let's make our own Nintendo show. And we were like, well, what are we going to do differently? Right. So we kind of went for the variety show angle. So if uh, if folks have ever listened to our show, our show is super long. <laughs> like we routinely go two and a half, three hours long, like all the time. Um, like this and week. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> so we go long all the time um, and it's it's a variety show. So we have kind of like rotating segments. We cover the weekly news, what we've been playing, just like every good podcast. Right. But um, we also every week spotlight an indie game. And as often as possible, we love to talk to independent developers to spotlight an awesome indie game on the eShop. Um, we have a weekly top five segment that we produce every week. Uh, try to be thematic with it. Um, like this week, uh, in honor of free comic book day, we're doing like our top five, uh, you know, comic book based Nintendo games. Um, so, and then we have a kind of revolving main segment. It may be a review. It may be a guest interview. This week, we've got the great Phil Summers from hand-drawn game guides on the show, uh, doing a, doing an interview with him. That's going to be awesome. And, um, I pledged my money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I, <laughs> he had me hook line. Yep. And sinker. Same here. Same um, here. So yeah, great interview with him. He he's been great. And you know, we, we try to like, we've had Marty and Tim, like I said, on the show, Tim's been on multiple times as a matter of fact. And, um, yeah, we've been doing it for, uh, a little over a year now and kind of as a celebration of our first year, we did a few things. We launched an all in discord and we did an all in a couple of like sister shows. So Eric does a really cool show called gamer glossary, which is kind of like for, um, you know, like family members or friends who may not be super big into video games to describe terms, like the jargon that we as gamers know, Love things like glossary. RPG, Exactly. You know, like, like terms, it sounds like we're literally speaking another language, right? Yes. So, um, so Eric does, does, does a that. great job with those. I love those. Yes. He does a really good job, just real short bite size. And then, so I launched keep Nintendo weird, which is kind of a sister podcast. And it's a weird Nintendo show about loving weird Nintendo games where, um, every other week I'll have a special guest on and we just gush about a weird Nintendo game that they love for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And, um, yeah, just, just kind of like a quick, snappy, fun little show about weird Nintendo games. And, and I, I'm having such a blast doing that. And I do that one on video. All ends only audio, but that one's on video. So that's kind of my thing. Um, yeah, you can find us all in a Nintendo podcast on all the podcast feeds, uh, all in on a Nintendo podcast on YouTube. We're at all in podcast on Twitter. Keep Nintendo weird is also everywhere on podcast feeds. And uh, at KNW Podcast on Twitter is where you'll find that too. So, just having a ton of fun, man, and and so great to like be a part of this community of Nintendo, uh, you know, podcasts and content creators. Getting to like get to know you guys and all the amazing people in the community. It's it's been such a joy, and I, I owe you guys honestly so much um, for for kind of inspiring me and, and inspiring us to like kind of jump in head first and and really you know start making Nintendo stuff. It's been, it's been a blast. Well, Seth, we, we super, super, super appreciate you. Uh, the stuff you guys are doing over there is phenomenal. Thank uh, you. If you are not already going and subscribing to all in and keep Nintendo weird, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> you can listen to more Nintendo podcasts than just one or two. 
uh, go over there and take uh, punch that subscribe button. Uh, go and check them out. Go follow them on social media. Fantastic content. Even better, guys. Uh, Thank you, you so guys, much. Uh, go yep. and and listen. Check that out. And and hey, the work you guys put into your shows oh, too. I mean, just yeah. it's like on par with. You know, we always, you know, joke about what the mega dads do and stuff like that. But we know Adam puts a lot in his stuff, too. And you guys are like you guys do really good jobs with how you produce. And you can yeah. tell how much yeah. love you guys put into your shows. So thank you so much. That means a lot. We uh, it's so nice to to hear that from like our peers, because it's one thing you, you sometimes you feel like you're just kind of screaming into the void a little bit. But it's so nice to like talk to guys like you that we look up to and respect and, and hear that. So that really does mean a lot. And I mean, like the the work too, like with with me, like I do the editing and, and a lot of the images you see on social media are made by me. But then Eric, he is like a mastermind of like marketing and social media. Like he used to be a store manager for a game exchange and he literally changed the way game exchange does their social media. He was so good at it. Wow. So <laughs> he, he's kind of the guy behind all of our social media. And so, yeah, we just, with our powers combined, <laughs> we are all in, right? You are. So. <laughs> you guys have all in rings. You guys put no, together. We, and- <laughs> we, won't, we won't ask which one's heart. Uh, so, uh, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to call an audible this week because we've been a little long in the tooth already. Yeah. And we've got some great questions, but a lot of them would require us to dig in a little bit more than we have time for. Uh, as we round out the show. And so uh, we're just going to pick up a couple of these questions. And if you send in a question, understand this, they are in the notes and we will get to those next week. All right. Uh, and so uh, first question I want to highlight here is Mecha Dragon 101 asks, will Tetris effect work for Labo VR? Um, I mean, you can put it in there, but uh, yeah, why? this is the, it's the connected version, which is different than the PlayStation original launched. This is, you know, basically a port of what Xbox has. So there's no VR. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll just be real blurry and, and you won't play good Tetris. Um, <laughs> Michael uh, PJP asks us this. Uh, what's everyone's predictions for the uh, next few alt skins in Mario Golf? Do you think there'll be boring non-sport outfits like tennis? Seth? Uh, just one prediction real quick. Just throw it out there. Captain Toad. Let's see it. <laughs> okay. I want Captain Toad. Tim. Prediction. I'm going with, I like the Captain Toad one. I'll just go with that one. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I vote I my really votes do. for that. I concur. I really do. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, what about you? I, I was thinking like Tuxedo Mario and Wedding Dress Peach. That'd be cool. Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, wedding golf. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's the honeymoon, right? Listen, I Michael just called him boring, but I'm just gonna say, uh, I want regular Waluigi and Wario. Oh, I got one. Can I, I get Can I get Mario getting uh, Samus's helmet again, like he did in Paper Mario? Can I get that? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Can we, can we just get a skin that turns him into Paper Mario and like? He's flat, but then when there he hits go. the ball, he turns sideways and disappears. That'd be sick. That I'd would be sick. Awesome. And his running, his running motion is to fold up and fly as a paper. Perfect. Airplane. Perfect. Nintendo, I give you, uh, I, I give you that. Yeah, yeah. There. Well, there Doug Bowser's watching because Seth's here. So <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So he's taking Doug notes. Yep. One, one more <laughs> I'm going to throw out here, and this is just this is just a comment. Solo something says, "I am the only vote." Uh, for Xenoblade Chronicles, just three discussion. 
That way, any angry looks and DMs can be sent efficiently. Uh, yeah. we're uh, mm. Our chat has got some right here. Uh, I'll throw these out here. Uh, Birdo as a character because she's in the story. Shy guy. and Makes sense. With four colors. Uh, so it says, waifu dress Rosalina. Uh, Samus would be a cool gold character shooting the ball out of her cannon. Mecha That'd Dragon also says, Maid Rosalina. Uh, we're this is de-escalating. Uh, <laughs> so take take that stuff to the dads after dark. Yeah, that's say, right. Give, give yeah. the dads after dark. This, hey, yeah, yeah God, please don't ask them this question. Uh, you're gonna get <laughs> you know that's coming. You know Manscaped that's coming up donkey, in there. Manscaped Donkey Kong will be one of the there's <laughs> <laughs> the episode title right oh. there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man, it's getting all gone. So, uh, someone actually gave us art of what that would look like, and it was uh, horrifying. Aye, aye, aye. I had to bleach my eyeballs. Uh, speaking of bleaching eyeballs, guys, thanks for hanging out with us here uh, for episode 338 of Nintendo Dads. Uh, it's been a little bit long in the tooth, but man, Seth, man, thank you so much for coming to be on the show. Thank you. You are thank always you welcome back here. Uh, thanks for providing some very, very quality discussion tonight we hope you guys have enjoyed it and as we close out the show we want to say a huge thanks to our patreon producers dave Ernsberger, antonio contronio and solo something we also want to say a huge thanks to our over five fifty six hundred subscribers on youtube uh almost 1100 followers on twitch and the 16 people who subscribe to us on twitch and actually get access to our discord community and activities thank you as well uh, a quick reminder, you can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping on your Manscaped order with uh, the code NINDADS. That's N-I-N-D-A-D-S. You can check out our merch store over at nintendodads.org backslash merch, where, yes, T-shirts are back up, as well as other products featuring our logo and other things uh, brought to you by Redbubble. Uh, you can check out our website, too. It's got all our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episode it's got a way to sign up to be on our extra life team by the way extra life coming up in just a few months you can also type us in anywhere on social media and find us just type nintendo dads and there we are email us at nintendo dads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS that's 929-256-3237 big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and reminder, wherever you listen to us, go give us a five-star review and some written words. It helps people find the show and, you know, just makes us look good, right? I mean, that's the best thing. There's no, ain't no rating like a five-star rating because a five-star rating clout. don't stop. That's right. <laughs> so for me, for Jesse, for Tim, and our guest Seth Sturgill from the All In and Keep It, Keep It Nintendo Weird podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.